Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Snarky Geeks proud to present to you the bad boy Frankie De Jesus, the villain John Turiano, the Smarky Geeks. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it! Go. <laughs> now, contact information as always. Um, you can reach the show. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you two sweets for that. That was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> you can reach the show at well, 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 that's a smartgeekgeeks.com. Would you guys had to hear? You had to hear the outtakes to get to that? To that opening? Yeah. The outtakes were awesome. We might actually put them out there. Save it if you can. Save the outtakes if you can. I'll try. All right, anyway. I'm sorry. Continue. No worries. You can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com. Call hotline number 347-SNARKY6 or 347-762-596. Leave a comment. Ask us a question. We will answer it on the show and give you props. You can be part of the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to us on anywhere where you can find your podcast loving. Just search The Smarky Geeks and you will find us. Um, We are also on Twitter at Smarky Geeks at Frankie De Jesus at the John Turiano, and we also are on Facebook. And you can join in on that fun conversation. It's pretty lively at this point. Yes. We also have an Instagram that's not lively at all. Uh, <laughs> at the Snarky Geeks. At Probably the because you haven't activated it yet. Yeah, it's activated. It's just I haven't done much through it. It's there. It's it's. Let me ask a good question. On the Snarky Geeks website, is there a link to the Smarky Geeks? Listen, it, it's it's a process, all right? It's baby oh my steps. God. <laughs> God, I'm so, I think I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> uh, and if you have to send us an email, send it to our flagship flagship email at thesnarkygeeks at gmail.com. Now, on with the show. Yep. You know, that was hot. You know, that, it's like I, you know, like I was kind of like in the fire. Anyway, yes, I, I see what you're trying to do there. It, 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 no. was, a, it was a really no. bad segue, I'm just <laughs> saying. So anyway, yeah, so... Of course, the, the Wednesday night wasn't a main event, but we got to have an undercard, right? We got to have the, the matches leading up to the main event. We only got one match leading to the main event. Yeah. And kind of, I mean, realistically, it was a slow week in news right. for for wrestling. Other than I mean, what the we're going to talk about, the only was big the news stuff, right? was you know ACH. You know, ACH has is now banked up all those douchebag credits. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out this week said he's tired of it. he's quitting wrestling he had been booked for a couple of shows including I think MLW yeah and he said he quit wrestling so like I said he's bankrupt he's bank. he's used all of his douchebag credits in like a month he's bankrupt now I don't know what's going on with him that's a shame because he, he legit is one of the greatest wrestlers out there the problem is he does have is, he does have mental illness. Yeah. Here's, here's where it becomes a problem. When he was, got high by WWE, they offered to take care of him. You know, basically, they said, get on, you know, basically, they told him, get on your meds, mm-hmm. get yourself leveled out, and you have a job with us. They were that enamored with his, with his talent. He's one of those guys that didn't want us to be level. You know, when you take medication like that, you never see the, you'll never see the highs, you'll never see the lows. It keeps you even. Yeah. And I don't think he liked that. It sounds like he doesn't like that feeling of being even. Yeah. He likes the highs and the lows. And WWE's like, you know what? We're not going to deal with it. If you're not going to get your help, we're not going to keep you around. When I mean, he quit, I mean, he got fired. Or did he get fired? I think he quit. I think he got fired after he quit. Oh. Or something like that. 
So, I mean, it sounded like he was back on a normal path, signed MLW, signed for a bunch of indie shows, and this shit comes out. He's quitting. Yeah. I hope he gets the help that he needs. Yeah. No, he, he you know, like, you, like you said, he's extremely talented. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy how, like, mental health issues has become, like, a big issue now, right? Yeah. In, in wrestling. I mean, not, I mean, it's not new, right? It's not new. No. But of recently... Right, like this is starting to become like a bigger issue, or or there's like a spotlight right on it now, which is I don't know. Um, are there small news? Uh, uh, Walter lost his boat. He actually, well, yeah, he um, it was a smashing grab. Basically, he got robbed. Yeah, in the area it was that down in Chicago, and the area was him and another wrestler got got robbed, and that area is known for shit like that happening recently. Chicago, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with that part, of that certain area. Yeah. It was a, basically, he was car, not carjacked, but somebody just smashed into his car and took what they wanted, yeah. which is probably his bag and probably the belt was in the bag. Cause I don't see Walter just having the belt sitting on the seat next to him. Yeah. It was probably in the bag. Everybody grabbed the bag, yeah, and the belt happened yeah. to be in it. Yeah. And of course, Chris Jericho had to come out and go been there, <laughs> except that. Well, Chris Jericho knows this is, what, this is probably not a work. Yeah. <laughs> this probably really happened. <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully they get the belt back or it's going to make him a new one. Yeah. Yeah. And Teddy Hart got released by MLW. Right. And you said not surprising. Not surprising. Because yeah. he's very hard to work with. Notorious for being incredibly hard to work with. And he's extremely talented too, which is even worse. Yeah. You know, that makes it even worse. That he's that talented. I mean, he's like, I mean, you've said it, I've said it. For a guy that size, he should not move the way he moves. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, when you look at him, he doesn't look like he's going to be doing the stuff that he's going to be doing in right. his matches. It, and you're like, whoa. So, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if it's, I mean, the problem with Teddy Hardy is he's 40. Yeah. That's old, that's not old, but that's old in wrestling. Yeah, it's wrestling old. So, I mean, he'll probably end up with WWE at some point if he gets shit straight as a trainer or eventually one of the guys that'll move the next generation along. I can even go see him going to AEW in the same type of role. Yeah, in that role. Like a Dustin Rhodes type of role. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So. Possibly. Yeah. All right, so let's get it. Let's jump into the fire. Let's do it. You tried to do Yeah. See, my, that was better than yours. I mean, it was what I was leading to. I think you use my inspiration to build yours. Actually, Jump Into the Fire is actually a Metallica song. That, that's that's why I used it. Jump Into right. the Fire. Yeah. Right. So. What, what are we fucking talking about? Oh. Fucking All right, segways. so NWA's... Fucking Captain fucking Segway. Shut up. Are you going to drive a Segway now? Just to drive your point home? <laughs> like, a Segway into a Segway? <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> That's a minor traffic accident. Segway to Segway. You are Segway John. Okay. <laughs> um, so NWA is the next next pay per view. It's actually been their third pay per view since Billy Corbin took over. Yeah. So so let's get into the card now. I don't know a lot of these people, but I know enough of them. I know it sounds like a good card. Mm-hmm. I don't know what order the cards are going to be in, but. Matches, but I'm gonna go up down the line. Um, the question mark is apparently this mass wrestler that debuted. It it's will be Trevor versus Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, it's a mass wrestler they introduced since they started the show. Um, it's it's Josephus. Everyone knows it's Josephus. Really? Yeah, 
It's obvious. I mean, when you watch it, it's, it's obviously Josie Um, I'm not going to get predictions when the losses because I don't know enough what's going on. Yeah. So let's go to the match. Yeah. All right, next up. Women's tag match. Allison Kay and Ashley Vox versus Melina and either Thunder Rosa or Marty Bell. Uh, I'm hoping it's Thunder Rosa. Okay. Um, because they've had, like, her time in NWA has been really good. And she's been given, like, a great push. So I would assume it's Thunder Rosa. Like, she's out of the two, Marty Bell and her. Like, she's the best. I don't even know why. Um, Melina. What's it? Uh, what's it? Is it Marlena? You said? Melina, yeah. Melina? Sorry, Marlena. Which we had, who was actually at the House of Glory show we were at. Yeah. We didn't meet her, but she, she was there. She was there. Like, I don't know why she, she's in the match. The yeah, same? she signed to NWA. I know she signed, but I didn't know she's going to be wrestling. Yeah, she, yeah, she is. I thought she was going to be like a valet to these two. <laughs> or, or, you know, like a manager type situation to the Thunder Rosa. Or Marta maybe Bell. she will be, you know, end up being Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell. She'll come out as a manager. Yeah, that would be a better situation. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so yeah, I, I'm actually looking forward to it because I like Thunder Rosa. And she's she's had like a like a pretty good interesting push and 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 on the NWA power power. Hold on. Right. Next up, Eli Drake versus Ken Anderson. No, you didn't say that right. What? It's Eli Drake versus and Ken Anderson. Ken Anderson. Mister Anderson. Anderson. All right. Um, Eli Drake's pretty good. You know, he made his bones in NWA in TNA. That's where I know him from, anyway. So it should be a pretty good match. Ken, I don't know how good Ken Anderson still is. Um, I don't know what he has left in the tank. I mean, they're both fine. Like, he like Drake's best thing is his mic skills. That dude is awesome on a promo. <clears throat> his wrestling's okay. I, I I won't like hand wave him when I see his matches, but his wrestling's fine. But mostly, I just want him to have a mic in his hand. Like he's. Amazing on the mic. Um, what's next? All right, I'm gonna jump a little bit out of order because I want to put the title matches at the end of the card. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, we're there already. Screw <laughs> it. I, yeah, fuck it. We're, we're just about there. All right, so we have. I imagine that's the, what it sounds like having sex with me. Yeah, that's what she said. We're just about there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we for the triple threat match for the NWA National Championship. Cole Cabana versus Aaron Stevens versus Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. You know who Aaron Stevens is, right? Yeah. Stand out. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they work this out. Yeah, the one thing I, I didn't like about Power is that at some point things were getting too complicated <laughs> with story-wise. I'm like, how did this become a triple threat? Um, I like Cole Cabana. His wrestling is good. Uh, Ricky Starks is good. And he he has charisma that Starks kid, uh, the the Sandow I I hand wave him I don't I don't care for his stuff yeah yeah, um so I I would assume he'll be the pin eater here between right but who is it gonna be I mean I know we're not doing predictions but uh, maybe they just give it to Starks yeah he seems like their their own homegrown guy All right. For the world, for the NWA World Tag Team Championship, the Rock and Roll Express, who are now nine-time NWA champions, despite having a combined age of over 120, <laughs> will defend the title. Well, actually, the rematch against the Wild Cards, Thomas Latimer and Roy Isaacs. 
Did that's what they beat for the belts, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, no predictions, but the wild cards are probably taking it back. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Rock and rolls are not a long term no. U.S. tag team champions. No. It was more of a nostalgia pop. Yeah. Right, and the main event. NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis, who's actually done a really good job as a champion. He's fought everybody. Mm-hmm. He's great on the mic. He's not great in the ring, but he's good. Versus Cowboy James Storm, two out of three falls. The referee, Brian Hebner, will be the referee for the first fall, while Tim Storm will be the second referee for the second fall. But it doesn't say who's the referee for the third fall. <laughs> This one was uh, another where, where things got too complicated. And I was like, how is this happening? Like, like he just lost the Nationals belt. Why is he going... How is he in the world's title? No, that, that's lack of competition. Like, this, the NWA doesn't really have anybody as a serious contender for the for Nagaldas as a championship. Granted, but still. I'm you like, got to give it to somebody. Not James Storm. Why well, not? Like, it's not like James else. Storm is never. James Storm was a former TNA world champion, former national champion. He's done it all. Like he's Hire not all... someone else. Go outside and get someone to come in. Actually, no, like... indie scene AEW between AEW and NXT, indie scene is not as big as it used to be. So hire hire an in, like whatever, hire a, a classic guy. Whatever, do something else. When's that? Aren't they? I know they're building up a great Muda fight with him, right? Yeah. Get Jushin. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Like, whoever. There, there's a bunch of old guys out there they could have got. Instead of. What's your shit against? What's your problem with James Storm? No, no, I got a problem with him. It's just that the, the whole thing was just some weird, complicated thing that how they got there was just dumb. And, and it's only. Now it's just happening because it's just happening. Like there's, there's the booking of it is just annoying and it's too complicated. What do we always say, John? It's not that complicated. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into the Wednesday Night Wars. Let's do. Let's do this. Um, as you know, this is what we do. We we do all we go head to head in all the matches, commentary ratings, um, production, and we do ma- and the new ones we match tonight. That's our new competition. Who wins for the week? Let's do commentary first. How was your boy, Jim Ross? Um, he was in check for this week, for the most part. He seemed like he wanted, kind of wanted to be there this week. Yeah. Was no. it perfect? No, but because no. a couple, of, I mean, I mean, I mean, he was never perfect. The one thing I hated that he did, I forgot which match it was. They they started talking about football and other stuff during the match. The college football talk. I hate when they do that. And they do it every week. They have at least one match where they're talking about something other than football, other than the match in the ring. You're the color commentator for an for a wrestling program. Talk about wrestling. We don't want to hear about college football. We don't. We just don't want to hear it. Talk about wrestling. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I just don't get the references because so, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, right. Yeah, whatever. But, but again, that, that's part of the problem for people like you who doesn't watch, who don't watch college football. You don't get like okay and. Yeah, and talking about their Twitter accounts and stuff, I'm like, dude, we don't want to hear any of that. You do co- you wrestling comedy, we don't want to hear about your other job. Or whatever. We don't want to hear it. Um, on the other side, the return of Morrow this week. We actually, yeah, we watched the video. We got that big standing ovation when I announced him. Uh, yeah, so. That was awesome. That yeah. was very heart- heartwarming. 
Now that he is, that, you saw how much the crowd loves him. Yeah, I, I got a little tear in my eye watching it because it was. You could see that Beth Phoenix and Nigel were so happy. You know, they were glad to see him again. You know, yeah. it was like having an old friend back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and his commentary wasn't bad. Uh, I heard <laughs> no. You can say what you want, but Beth Phoenix and Nigel. I mean, there were a couple of times where they kind of talked over each other a little bit. Yeah, a bunch of times. So but for the most the part, night. for the most part, it wasn't bad. It was. It was the same as as it always been. And Morrow did and have NXT the, was back to form. Morrow did have called Keith Lee the gift that keeps on giving. That was awesome. Did he say? Well, he said that about that. He opened up the show with that. Yeah. Um, and it was cool. Where, you know, he, oh, I'm sorry. Or he said uh, Tuesday is giving Tuesday, but today is the the gift that keeps on giving Wednesday. Something like that. That was like that was a, the, the opening of the show was a, a reference. <laughs> when, he look, went, like, when he went, when he I had that. no problem with that. I noticed a lot of the, the over talking, but it wasn't a bad commentary at all. It wasn't bad. I mean, it's just... It never feels organic. It does. It I, doesn't. I, There's no back and forth. It's just... Maros yells, and then he stops, and then they really, say something. Honestly, there's real... I mean, you could say that, but the, but the NWA one... I mean, NWA, it's not me. <laughs> AEW one, it feels like it's Jim Ross... It, They're actually having a conversation. It doesn't you know feel like that sometimes. It feels like that all the time. Like, they're actually commenting... Like, he... Jim Ross will say something. Excalibur will react to it instead of just saying what he's supposed to say about on the match. He'll react to Jr. and Jr. will react to Excalibur, and or you're, they'll you're, react to uh, Shivani. You're just a moral hater. No, I'm listen, listen. Of WWE, he's the best that they have. I'll but, be honest with you. You could say all you want about Jim Ross. That commentary team, <laughs> I could do without Jim Ross on the commentary. I could do it out of Because he, you know, this week he felt like he wanted to be there most of the time. But there are weeks he just doesn't want to be there. And you could tell. And you can't, I mean, but at least be consistent. I mean. Fake it till you make it. Granted, I would rather deal with that organicness, though. Like, it, it feels like they're actually having a conversation. Like when when uh, the, the, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny came. Is that going to be their name? Um yes. When they came yes, out, they keep, that's how they keep yeah. talking about themselves. When they came out, and he didn't know, legitly didn't know who the fuck they were, and, and Excalibur knew who they were, and Excalibur is explaining, "That's the the butcher, that's the blade, that's the you know," and then he's like, "Who are these people?" You know, that's a organic freaking conversation here. You know what I'm saying? Like where they don't need to know everything. One can know some stuff, the other one cannot know stuff, and they react to each other. The NX, the NXT show, I almost said NW thing like you. Um, the, the NXT show <laughs> is just Marvel yells a bunch of times, says a bunch. Hold on, says a bunch of references, stops, then Beth says something, and if she's able to get it out, um, Nigel would then say something if he's able to finish. But it. I noticed and a lot more commentary. You could say what you want about Morrow talking over people, but Beth did it a few times too. Well, she'll, if Morrow's talking, and she'll just start talking while he's because talking. Because she has a job to do. She has to get in. She has to figure out a way to get in over Morrow yelling. You know what I'm saying? But or, it's not yelling. It's him just being excited. I mean, when you watch it, it feels I like get it. He, I, he makes you excited about every match. You can't be excited for every match. Why not? 
Because then, if why would I be so excited for a, a can't, uh, what's his fucking name? The Kona Reeves versus Grimes match, which is not going to be great. You know what I'm saying? And then that, and that's his job to try to sell the match okay, to make it I exciting. Yeah, yeah, but then why would I be excited for any other match if that's like the peak excitement? You have to work your way up to it. And then again, it, it's the 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 over is just overdoing it for every match. Personally, I feel he's was way better when NXT was taped, and and he can do voiceover commentary instead of live commentary or, you know or or just I don't know because when he did commentary for like boxing and stuff like that it's you know he's him doing the main events you know what I'm saying now he's doing main events for every match and you can't have that every week I, I get you know what I'm saying I get what you're saying but I enjoy I enjoy the the energy is infectious and makes me excited to watch the match. I don't let me. I get um, like, no disrespect. I get annoyed with it. Like, it, like I'm like calm the fuck down. Like, it, it, like and especially with the references that he's ham fisting now. You know I'm like whoa. He has some bangers for this one. There was one where he was just stringing a bunch of references all together, and I was like, it's not gonna stop. It was during the Zia Lee match or something like that. I'll get to it later. Please uh, don't. <laughs> no, we, we, which we, no, please don't. We don't, we don't, we don't have time for that. I, <laughs> just don't. I'm going to give you the commentary because I'm not going to sit and argue with it because we both have two different opinions of this. My opinion about Jim Ross is he is legendary, but my problem is he phones it in half the time. You could tell no, when, uh, he doesn't. Wrong. He doesn't. He's not... No, how to fake it till you make it. When he doesn't want to be there, you can tell he doesn't want to be there. And if your job is... If you're the lead man for a major wrestling promotion, as the AEW is trying to make themselves out to be, the new major league wrestling promotion, you can't have your lead commentary man who's a legend in the sport half-assed and half the time. You can't do it. Well, the problem with JR for me is that I, he doesn't... It's not like it was for him back in the day. He's not in the back with the in the locker with all these guys anymore. So he doesn't know them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that, but, knows but, yeah, but, he, but what does that have to do with anything, though? What do you mean? He's not in the back pounding around them. Okay. No, no I'm saying that's, this is do, my do, problem. Do your fucking that. job. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to be there, just say you don't want to be there that week. Hey, 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 hey! I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> but what, what point were you trying to? What, where? No, I'm you, just saying that that's my problem with Jr. Is that he, you know, he, he's not, he doesn't know who these wrestlers are because you know, he's not back there anymore. He's not in the in the locker see, room anymore. That's you know part of the problem. That's part of the problem. We said it before. Jim Ross is not suited for color commentary week to week for for this promotion because of. Yeah. We said it before. He should be a main event guy. Bring him out. I wouldn't even bring him out for that. I'd have him running the talent relations program. No, but I would bring him out for like the pay per views and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'll agree. I'll I'll agree with that. Just because it'll bring like a prestigiousness to that to those matches and stuff like that. Yeah. See, I would do that with with Morrow. I would prefer that AEW had a young commentary team. You're a young wrestling promotion. Have a young, have a younger, have a commentary team skewed to the younger side. 
you have, you're bringing it to I mean, I don't I don't want to make this sound totally disrespectful. You you not you bringing it to WCW relics from that era, mm-hmm. not the old the era, to be your two lead commentators for a fla- for a flagship wrestling promotion. I want to change change the landscape of wrestling. Having two relics from a, from a promotion that that basically self destructed. This doesn't work. Well, Shivani works. Like he just works. He's, he's okay. He's perfect. Like he brings professionalism. To okay, that, that you want to have Tony Shivani? Tony Shivani, Excalibur, bring in a third guy. Yeah, bring out the which I'm sure eventually they will do. They're gonna have to. Yeah, they have to because but this right crap now, of him half showing up half the time doesn't work. It just doesn't. I mean, it, I mean, it is. Yeah, but the problem is, but but when he's when he's on, he's he's serviceable. But when he doesn't want to be there, he has no problem hi- not hiding it. You can't have that. Yeah. No, we you know, have the same consistency every, every week. Even if you don't really want to be there, pretend you want to be there. You're a professional. You've been doing this long enough. You can fake it. And we won't even know the difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you ain't wrong with that. But eventually they'll, they'll switch them out or put them out. Maybe just bring them, put them out like, jeez. <laughs> like he's a sick dog or something. <laughs> Not the pastor. We got to old yeller in the back. No, like, they'll, they'll put him to the back, so as I meant to say, or some such, and have him be like a talent guy, or have him be in their ear, you know, guiding them as to what to yeah, do. Yeah, like uh, in the grill position or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe just bring in someone else, or whoever else. You know, just maybe. don't bring. Just don't bring in Jim Cornette, please. <laughs> maybe. Just don't. Maybe bring in Dio. <laughs> Well, he he's actually trained to wrestle again. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah that's the reason no, I'm kind of comment. Well, Joe's on raw for a second. Small Joe's on commentary because he's still recovering from an injury. Yeah, he's actually I haven't watched it, but I heard he's doing a really good job. Yeah, he's doing a really but good. But Dio wants to wrestle again because that that's what he was training for originally. Oh, okay, so he wants to go back to he's back down in Florida, back at the performance center. That's why he's not on it anymore. And I wrote him off TV by having Brock destroy him. I don't know who I'd bring in, but I don't know. Um, but, but whoever, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't have to be a, a Jim Moore, a Jim Moore. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. We do. It doesn't have to be like a Jim Ross level guy. Well, hell, if Ring, Ring of Honor's probably gonna be out of business soon. Just take one of their commentators. Uh, Ian uh, Ecom, uh, Riccoboni would be amazing. I, I love that guy. That guy is awesome. Ian Riccoboni. Yeah, they're they like, gonna, gonna be out of business soon. It's fine. Yeah, so bring him. Yeah, he'll be awesome. And he's a young guy, too, and he will work great with Excalibur. All right, so I'm going to give you the commentary this week reluctantly, only because, you know, we, 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 we've just spent 10 minutes explaining why the AEW commentary team is not that great. We just explained it, that we're trying to we're trying to replace your lead commentator, but I am going to give it to you just because I, I just want to save debating it for an hour because the debate will turn into an hour debate. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, ratings. Are we go- did we talk about last week's ratings? Yeah, let's go over it real quick. Um, NXT did win the rating. Now, they didn't win by a couple of thousand. They won by a lot. It was a large... Even though... Okay, yeah, so you're talking about the viewerships. The total. The total of viewership. Right. It's not ratings. It's the viewership. AEW, NXT won the ratings that week. The viewership. You're talking about the viewership. The total amount of viewers, right? Yeah. But of course, like, like I, what you're hinting at <laughs> is that AEW did win the 
Every the other... They've, they've won every demo except for the over 50s. But the problem is, it, uh, like I've said every week, it go, it, at the end of the day, it goes Not by... Not by much. It goes by who wins, who has the most eyes on the product. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't. Look at the rankings. Why is AEW over NXT? If, if NXT has more viewers that week, and, and, and it's the weekly rankings... Why is AEW over them? But see, here though, because the, of the what I love about it, it when NXT had won it by a large margin, the total viewers. Yeah. The AEW smarks all came out with the same fucking excuse. Oh, it was, it was a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's a party night for young people. That's why AEW, NXT had more older viewers watching because they're at home. Well, no. I'm tired. Look, no, I. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I know what you're saying. But. It's not a smart thing. It's a inval- and it's an analysis thing, and it's a stupid one at that. No, it's not. If you look at it, it's obviously that the AEW viewership are younger, but not by much. They, I mean, if you go by this week, they want what twenty four to twenty six on on that on that um the demo. Right, that's not a lot. Well, well listen, hold up, it. Because this happened before with the the World Series thing, right? When they they lost a big number and they gained, they regained it back within two weeks. It's obviously the AEW viewership are a younger viewership, who are obviously the type of people that will press pause on wrestling to watch the World Series. Press pause on wrestling. Oh to no no baseball no 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 that's bullshit. I'm gonna explain why. Baseball is a sport. That older people watch because they've been watching baseball since forever. No, no. Baseball is not the sport of America for the youth now. That's football and basketball. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Lesser extent hockey. Let me finish. It, it's still a World Series. The, people are still going to watch that. No you said the young people hold are so old. Let people. me finish. So let me finish. People. Let me finish. People are going to pause that to watch it. You know what I'm saying? If there's a. a uh, a, a what the fuck? A award show. They'll stop and they'll go watch that. If it's some sort of thing that's happening within history, the, the AEW viewership, what? the the ones that watch AEW are gonna pause and go watch it. What young person, Hold twenty up. year old, is gonna stop stop watching wrestling stop and watch the Academy apart. Awards? Hold on a second. People do watch that. Academy Awards get high ratings. Any awards get high ratings. The CMAs, which was one of the things that. Um, that both shows had to contend with um, get high ratings higher than both of these shows combined okay so peop- the AEW viewership will stop to go watch those things I'm not saying that's a good thing I'm just saying that's what they are willing to do the NXT viewership are the older ones and they are the more loyal WWE people the ones where it's like this is my wrestling night I'm gonna watch wrestling and I'm not gonna stop and then they'll just continue watching. Also, the the number that NXT is getting is obviously within WWE's pool. It's it's a raw number. It's a SmackDown number. They've taken those viewers and added them over to NXT, based obviously based on the the, the amazing push that they gave NXT throughout which, this whole right, thing. Right, which, like which, which, which was the only way NXT was going to had okay. any chance of this. They had to make it a legit third brand, yeah. which is what they did. They did a great job at that. So this is, this isn't new viewerships. This is raw. Well, I'm sure some of it is new. I'm not saying. 
But it, it's it's raw viewers and SmackDown viewers watching this show. Now, my, that, my that's qu- where this number came from. My question has always been. You know, you tell me I'm crazy. Now, I don't count that. I'm not going to say the DVR thing, because I think those initial numbers include DVRs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think so. But. Because then the numbers would be even, because you would assume that most people who watch both of these shows would DVR the other, like we right. do. You know, so I, but I don't think so. Here's the question that I have. I think I brought up with somebody on, on our Facebook group. AEW is live. They don't replay it. But NXT shows it. They show the NXT on the, on the WWE Network the next day. How many people... I've mentioned it last week, too. How many people watching AEW Live and watching NXT on the network the next day only because they know NXT AEW is not going to be replayed? I want to know what those, what those numbers are on Thursday for NXT when they show it on replay. I want to know those numbers count. If those numbers are high, they have to count. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's going to be any changeable number because obviously, if they have DVR, which most people do, they'll just DVR the other. Um, so but they yeah, don't have to worry about the, the schedule. The reason I talked about it because whoever we had the, had the conversation with on Facebook, he watches it NXT next day. He prefers NXT over AEW, but he watches AEW live because they don't, they don't replay it, and he watches NXT the next day at his leisure. So I don't think it's all just because of DVR because some people still watch network. Maybe I don't know what the network difference is for the live for the NXT show. Do they just skip through the commercials and just keep showing the whole match? Now they cut to a commercial and the match going on. The, the repeat. Do they do they just the NXT used to repeat? Yeah. Now all oh, I mean on the network. Right. I think it, they just fill in their own commercials. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch. I don't watch it on the network. So um, I that has to count towards something. Uh, again, I don't think it's going to be a bigger number because the WWE people are going to be WWE people. AEW fans will switch sw- will switch back and forth based on the analysis that they've got from these numbers. AEW viewership are willing to go watch something else real quick and then come back. NXT people are just watching NXT and that's it. The majority of them now. What's funny is, AEW is like, oh, we're beating NXT. Well, where's the the new league? I'm curious what AEW's numbers would be if they were up against Raw SmackDown. Because you, yeah, you're beating NXT, who's just on starting to establish themselves as a legit third brand. Mm-hmm. But it's basically the developmental. You know, they're just trying to get out of that niche. How would AEW's ratings? We're never gonna find out uh, what know. their ratings would be against Raw SmackDown. Because Raw SmackDown. Drove a two million of uh, yeah views, which I mean, which is low for them, but right compared to what it was yeah. years and years ago. But you know, I mean, that is a good question. I don't know how great they would be. I'm sure it would be a harder fight for sure. Um, but that I mean, they're NXT is they're still fighting WWE. NXT is part of that brand. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, but, but WWE. Listen, like I've said it before, NXT is going to change, and it's going to be changing bigger and bigger. Um, the more main brand, main roster that they're going to make them, okay? Because they're not brands. I don't care what anyone says; they're not separate brands. You know what I'm saying? And that's Raw and SmackDown have this type of world where they're, they're kind of shared. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
NXT doesn't right now, and that's right. Like the, one of the main things that keeps it great is that it's not really shared with Raw and SmackDown so much. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, Vince or whoever's gonna see the secret sauce eventually, and they're gonna see it like every time we mix them here, we get more NXT viewers. So let's mix them all up. Now, my, I mean, you know, you say though, know, it's just funny that AEW never d- decided to go to Wednesday nights automatically against NXT instead of saying, "Oh, let's, let's go head to head with the with Raw SmackDown." I mean, if they thought they were, I mean, it's a stupid question I to ask, I guess. But why didn't they go up against Raw SmackDown? If they wanted to be the next thing, big thing in pro wrestling, why didn't they go up against Raw SmackDown? Because that's stupid. Like, why would you go? Like, I'd be, like, trying to fight a giant. Like, if you, right. like, you coming out with a fucking cell so, phone so they, and said, so I'm going right. to go against I, Apple. And I, like that. I agree with you 100%. I'm just bringing up the point. You got to get your foot in the door. Do you see them moving over to Monday nights? I mean, when they get bigger. Do you think they, yeah. they, if, they, if when, they start, bo- when they're, I'm going to say this as delicately as I can, when their balls grow big enough that they, they can compete with Raw SmackDown. When they destroy... When they destroy NXT, don't, don't say the, the <laughs> when they destroy NXT, you know that's not gonna happen. Right? <laughs> they'll they'll go against Raw. Okay, but let's get to this. <laughs> let's get to this week's ratings. It was extremely tight this week, and AEW did win the total viewership by like six thousand views. Yeah, that's literally nothing. Yeah, virtual in a big scheme of things, and the the the. Demo. Thank you. It was literally two percent, point two percent. Yeah, twenty four to twenty six. Yeah. And, and it's that's literally nothing. The same story throughout the, all the demos too. Where it's been that close. That close. That's one of the reasons. Except for again the the over fifties. That's why I really don't want to count the demos because they're so close. They're within point two of each other every I, week. I understand how you feel, but that's. What it's based on? Yeah, but you're telling me the virtual. You see, your point is when you when you're that close and your point two is basically a virtual tie. So why count a virtual tie as towards the total win? It's, and then there has to be total viewers. If the demos are virtual ties, the the but only thing that should count is the total viewers. I'm saying based on how it looks to us, but in ranking, when they, I don't know how many times I gotta say this. Every where did AEW rank? I don't know. Higher. They, they, there were eight, I don't know, eighth in the rank, and while NXT was 11th or something like that, I forgot. But they were lower. Um, and AEW did better than what they did last week, so they went up. A, uh, NXT went down because they did a little bit less, you know, than what they did last week. So, so they are ranked less. NXT is ranked less. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what matters. That's what these demos determine. There's a whole analysis about them on how they determine that shit. I don't understand it most of the time. I, I feel like I'm getting to understand it more and more. I get into this shit, which is, I don't know, it amazes me how I'm into this shit now. Soon I'll be doing like the minute by minute um, ratings and shit like that. Um, but yeah, so as of right now, AW is ranked higher than NXT. Again, like I've said a million times, regardless of viewership. You know that's that, that's because NXT's past reputation as developmental. I think once as they keep going more forward and forward as a legit brand, I think you'll see that change. 
Point two is not a lot. That, that's a really thin number. That's a thin margin. Eventually, you will see a change in that, I think. Maybe that point one or even tie. I mean, hopefully... I mean, I'm saying this as the AEW guy. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Because I love NXT. But I hope it's not just... Like, I'm hoping, like, the, the, the Raw and SmackDown people are like, hey, this is actually a better show <laughs> than Raw and SmackDown. You know? Right. And then they decide to stay and watch. Right. I mean, it, 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 Raw has been... Raw and SmackDown have been so bad lately. I'm surprised more people aren't just tuning... Like, I don't watch Raw and SmackDown anymore. I just stopped watching it. You know, you get these, these internet internet people who watch it every week just to bash it. Mm-hmm. Say it's shitty this, shitty that. Don't watch it. I don't watch it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to torture myself for two or three hours feeling I don't want to watch. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And that's and that's another thing that scares me. Like, Curse, if NXT keeps getting bigger and bigger, and Vince wants Raw and SmackDown to be bigger and bigger, it, do you not see a scenario where he's going to be like, all right, let's get Keith Lee into Raw? Which it will happen. Like, those people will get the call up, and that's still the call up. It's, it's not the, a lateral. Right now, it's still considered like the call up, but I think eventually it is going to be considered a lateral move. They're going to have to start paying people more. No, Vince will do that. I think what's going to happen is, and then New Year, we're going to see how. I think Vince will start paying the NXT guys more, but I think people are going to lose their job as a result of it. You know what I'm saying? You know, if I'm going to pay. Tommaso Ciampa, I'll use him as an example, $2 million more a year, well, I'm going to have to cut somebody that I'm not using that much to make up for that money. Yeah. Which is fine. That's the way it should be. If you're not using the guy, let him go. Let him try to let him try to rebuild his reputation outside of the, outside of the E. And maybe you're hiring him back. Worked for Drew McIntyre. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't mind that. Right now, Vince had this thing about not letting wrestlers go because of AEW. You know, he might if he wants to pay people more, wants to, and still wants to keep the bottom line the same. Start letting people go. Screw it. You want to? You don't want to be a leaf. Or he'll just call people up and just pay them more there. Right, but if but if he wants to beat AEW in rankings every week, you don't want to. You don't want to start depleting the AEW roster. Look at what. Look at at the NXT roster. Excuse me. Look at the NXT tag team division right now because he called up so many tag teams. Mm-hmm. The tag team division is hard right now in NXT. Mm-hmm. So changes will be made. Yeah. You know, maybe guys from like The Revival, maybe they'll be on SmackDown on NXT permanently. Because I kind of want to see The Revival and Redragon. I want to see a few. No, I kind of want to see that. Bobby Fish comes when he comes back, yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. So I would not mind seeing a Revival back at NXT full-time. It would definitely, they need a tag division there. Be another main roster call-up. But if you, you know what? I'm joking. You know what? You know what? Fine. You call Keith Lee to SmackDown, send a revival to NXT. Yeah. Make a trade. And you know, and start paying people more by letting certain people go that you're not using. Yeah. I mean, All right. yeah. So, how do you want to rank it? 6,000 is not a lot. It's really not a lot. Like you said, it's kind of a virtual tie. I mean, I I'll, mean we're going to be going tie on both categories then. I mean, I'll give, I'm going to look. I'm not. I am not going to be hypocritical. Okay. Not a hypocrite. I said from day one the ratings should be total viewership. Mm-hmm. Whoever won total viewership wins for the week. I am not going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to give you the ratings. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Okay. 
but I'm going to give it because that, that would be hypocritical of me to say it was so close it should be a tie no it's a win a win is a win but 6,000 is a lot considering that we're past the Thanksgiving episode the after Survivor Series episode mm-hmm. we're back into the regular programming and it was that close it's getting closer I the mean, ratings are going up on both but the, the, the gap is getting smaller and smaller yeah, the gap is getting smaller and smaller. You also realize that they lost viewership this this week compared to last week. Who? NXT. Well, yeah, because it was the post. You know, they, you got past the post survivor thing, but the fact that they lost viewership and still kept it that close, even though AEW's viewership went up yeah. a lot, it was still tight. Yeah, which goes to show you, the, you know, the whole and, the holiday thing. And we're sitting here bitching and moaning. No, not bitching and moaning, but talking about the ratings and that. We're getting four hours of wrestling on a Wednesday night. Four good hours of wrestling on a mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Now, we're doing this because it's part of the show. But I mean, two great hours and two, like, kind of okay Yeah, hours. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say, I, you know, see, I could have said the same exact thing about NXT and AEW. I tried to be nice, and you had to be a dick. I see how it is now. All right. Kayfabe, man. Yeah, whatever. Gotta keep um, production. Um... It's about the same. The only thing that screwed up AW's production this week was that op- that the first fifteen minutes. The sound was all fucked up. Yeah. So I mean, the, both productions were fine. Other than that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like production is kind of like a wasted category. All right, us. you know what? We'll just take it out then. We don't even have to count it. Okay. Because I think they're both in the game so much. Unless they do like a horrible, horrible fuck up. Like, if the lights just go out for 10 fucking minutes, not on purpose, or some shit like that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, or, or, you know, it has to be, like, a horrible fucking thing, right. you know what I'm saying? For it to be, like, something, like, that makes us, like, ah, fuck this show. You know? All right, so let's get to the matches. Now, I won last week for the first time. Yeah, so we're going to change format. So I go first. We're changing. We had a format. That was the format. AEW goes first. Now we're changing the format. So you go the first. time, they are changing. Yeah. So our opening match was Killian yeah. Dane defeated Pete Dunne. Yeah. Like, Killian Dane is not great, but Pete Dunne is amazing. And Pete Dunne brought out a good match out of Killian Dane. Mm. And Killian Dane... Oh, Pete Dunne had Killian Dane in the sleep on the top row, and Dane just fell back and just... That, and that's how he beat Pete Dunne. Yeah. I didn't like it. This was... This was this was insane in the Dane, insane in the membrane. Let me tell you, this was dude. The, <laughs> come on, move it along. It, okay, it was a runaway Dane. All right, so your opening match, if I remember correctly, was the Bucks and Dustin versus the Inner Circle. Oh yeah, this I loved. <sighs> it was fun. This was just it was. Fun. I'm gonna tell you what killed it for me. That that um, Sammy Guevara thing at the end with the phone. That was so bad. What? When he went to the top rope with the phone, trying to take a selfie. Yeah. And the Bucks were just sitting there waiting for him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. When Sammy Graham went to the top rope with his phone. Yeah. Like to do a selfie as he, as he was doing a moonsault. Yeah. It was clearly obvious that the nobody was on the ground. Nobody was on the ground. It was done for a spot. Okay. That's what this match. This was an opener match. Like yeah, just, but just have fun with it. 
Let go, Boomer. Let go. Fuck you. <laughs> it just... It was a good match. It was the Bucks came out and did what the Bucks fucking do with Dustin, who was flippy fucking flip, awesome. Flippy flip, flippy flip. Flippy flips and super kicks. And then Dustin came out doing fucking power slams because he does perfect fucking power slams. And then he's... How old is he? He's almost 50. And he, the dude's fucking amazing in there. DD, thank you, DDP Yoga. Yeah, thank you, DDP Yoga. And... and and, and he he had fucking Bucks gear, which was cool, which was awesome. It was. I it, wish the Bucks had um, face paint, like you know, like, like they kind of crossed over their each other's like gear and stuff like that. That yeah. would have been kind of cool. Um, but it, that didn't happen. But whatever. But it, it was just fun. It was just a fun it opening was match. That a was awesome. Good match. It wasn't great. It, it was, was great. It, it wasn't. Great. I gave this four snarks. You're insane. This was awesome. You are insane. <laughs> The force, you're fucking insane. This wasn't awesome. It was not. It was a good match. Was it awesome? No. Hell no. It was good. It was entertaining. Was it awesome? Hell no. It was way better than that Dunn match. I don't know about all that. Let me tell you. Because Dunn, D-U-N-N, can't be D-O-N-E. Let me tell you. Um... (laughs) Uh, for that hey, match, it, it I gave a, three and a half snarks. That was a, it was boring. Uh, I don't, the, think, the I don't Dunn, think so. And that was Dunn and Dane. That was, that was a great. It wasn't a great match, but it was good though. Yeah. Man, it was just boring. No, like, it wasn't bad. Like I, I, I saw the work that they put in, but that's why I gave it a, a three and a half. But it wasn't. But you didn't look. It wasn't that much worse than that. The tag match was good. It just wasn't great. It was fun. It was more fun than the Dunn and Dane. I don't... I'm, I'm a little bit upset that there was no reference to that in some way. Dunn and Dane. I... Look, I don't... I... I... I think the opening match was good. It was... I give it three and a half. It, it was, just wasn't great. It was way better than Dunn and Dane. I, it was way better than that. That was not... That was not good at all. NXT last week had me... But this week it was just back to regular NXT. Like it was just ah, okay. That's next. I, I this was yeah no I, no contest. They, honestly, that opening six man match did not call my interest at all. It really didn't. I it just didn't. You I'm, weren't watching. There's I no, did watch no it. That, that was an amazing fucking. Match. It wasn't amazing. It was fun. You're holding a AW up to this pedestal where everything they do is amazing. It's just not. It's uh, just not. No, I don't do that. Bullshit. It's just when they do amazing shit. I but this on. wasn't an amazing. It just wasn't. I'm not was saying good. match of the year or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I get But it that. was way better than if, it, if I have to knock down a, a, a score, it's only going to go down to three and three quarters. It was still way better than Dun and Ding. What? Well, it wasn't that much better. It, it was, was just it better. It just wasn't. Then. But it was better. Okay, no, we're gonna have to start doing shit like this. We're going we have to start flipping coins. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, because I'm not confused. I'm not. I'm pretty. I'm absolutely 100 percent sure that the the, the six man tag match was way better than Dunn and Dane. It just wasn't. Like I'm I'm done with that fucking feud. I applaud them for doing a three man feud. 
which was, would have been very interesting. But this fucking feud is just, I'm like, I'm done with it. I mean, it's not over. We're going to have Priest and Dane soon. I'm like, I don't, I don't want this anymore. I'm done with it. I, look, again, I'm not going to stand and argue with you because you're not going to let it go. You, you're, <laughs> you're just not. But I'm giving you, I'm giving my personal opinion. It was good. It wasn't great. And that Fine. spot at the end with the camera phone was just bad. <laughs> it was just bad. I'm like, you know, it was just bad. I, I it bothered the hell out of me when I saw. It. I'm like, really? There was nobody there. He looked down, didn't see anybody there, and still went for it. And the Bucks was sitting there waiting for him to come down and take a super kick him. Yeah, it was an awesome spot. But it's not real. <sighs> yeah, go ahead and say it. It's not what? It's not what? It makes no sense. <laughs> it made no sense. I know it's wrestling. You suspend the belief a little bit. But come on. Come on. He basically set himself up to be super kicked. Willingly did it. They didn't even pretend like... He's a cocky kid who likes to fucking vlog. He's an idiot. See now how they now how they now how they could have fixed that? They could have Dustin laid out like he was gonna go for it on Dustin, mm-hmm. and as he was in motion, the Bucks would come out of nowhere and do it. If they had done that, then I don't have a problem with it. Okay, but that's like the only spot you had a problem with. This the rest of the match was it was awesome. good. No, it wasn't awesome. It was, it was good. It was better than the Don and Dane. Not, by miles. I'll give it to you, but not by much. Not by <laughs> not by a heck of a lot. I'm really not. I'm going to say this about AEW as a whole. I watched the whole show. It, I did not, I was bored by half of it. I was. I, nah, that's... I look, don't don't, I, there were certain things I wasn't bored by, but like that main event, which we'll get into, it was okay. I'm over John Moxley. I'm over him. Uh, I was excited that? about him in AEW. I'm done. I'm over it. Okay. I'm over it. All right. All right. What's next for you? All right, next up. Well, um, uh, uh, we had well, a women's match. Well, before we went into this, we had like a whole bunch of like video packages, or, or not, not a bunch of it. You you had uh, an interview with Kai, um, which I, I'm loving. Heel Kai. Well, no, we, I'm going by what's on here. You you do a match match. I'm just saying between the, your first match and this your next match. Well, no, I'm, well, no that. There was an interview with Kai, Dakota Kai. They did a quick interview with her, you know, you know, to push her match that right. she was going, she was supposed to have, um, which was a which was a good interview. I liked it. I'm just, I'm just doing throwing some notes yeah, out yeah. there. I thought the interview was great. I'm loving heel Dakota Kai. Um, She's so hard as a heel, isn't she? And her new music, which I'll talk yeah, about yeah. the music later. But I love the new music. Um, yeah, I thought that was a good good little interview with her being a little. You know, bitch calling um Mia Yama hood rat and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, oh shit. Like damn. Um then they did a thing with uh Undisputed Era. Um Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Undisputed Era came out. Yeah, so yeah, Undisputed Era complained about how they were treated at last week's show and called that Finn. Keith Lee answered instead saying he turned Adam Cole to a virtual gif. Cole insulted Lee, so Lee attacked the group. They fled, but Tommaso Ciampa cut them off. Ciampa fed Cole to leave for a spirit bomb, but the other members of Undisputed Era saved him. Ciampa held the NXT Championship that, that Cole left in the ring. Yeah. 
Later in the episode, they announced that Ciampa Lee and Dominic Dijakovic will face Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, and Roger Strong in the main event. Roger Strong subbing for injured Bobby Fish again. Yeah, uh, yeah. It looks like they're going to keep with the whole Freebird rules. Yeah, and he's going to be the he's a double champion now. Yeah, until Bobby Fish comes yeah. back. Bobby Fish has been doing this for so long. His body's starting to break down. Yeah. Well, I'm just reading something. Uh, UE is the best thing that NXT has right now. I'm loving um, Undisputed Era. I feel sorry for Fish, like you just mentioned. Like he's he's great. And he could actually be great on the mic and stuff from like his yeah towards the end of his ROH run he was he was really good, um, but unfortunately he, he's he's back in this situation. I'm not feeling Keith Lee's mic skills. Yeah, he's good on the mic. He's okay. He's very WWE talky. You know. What I'm well, saying? not like, only that, I did I did not I'm not even say WWE talky. It's more like the, he's kind of he's happy. The face. He's kind of happy go lucky. Yeah, it's the WWE talk but, 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 but you know like, what? like oh, not as bad as Roman, but, but it's I that think, whole like, I'm happy to be I here. Think that, I creating think, moments. See, the problem is I think that's his personality anyway, so it doesn't feel forced. That's one thing I'm noticing about Keith Lee. Maybe he does kind of like that, but it doesn't feel like it's forced. That's just his natural personality. He seems like he's got natural charisma about him, and I think that's how it comes out. I feel like he's more physically charismatic, kind of like um, Matt Riddle is physically charismatic, but on the mic, is is just not coming out yet. Not yet, he has. Time. But he's not bad though. He's not horrible. He's right, not like, right. He's not garbage. I'm not like I didn't like I didn't cringe or anything like that when he was talking, but I was like, eh, this could have been better, you know, like that type of thing. But it wasn't. I wasn't like. like he's one of those guys that never worked on his mic skills before arriving at NXT, yeah. so now he's working on it. Yeah. But you could see the potential is there to be really good. Yeah. On the mic. Uh, after this uh, gimmick, they did a, a quick video thing with Zaya Lee. Right. Which I love. I yeah, love Zaya Lee. I think she's has a future if they treat her right. Uh, she could be good. Then they did a weird kind of adorable video package for Kushida. They did all this before your next match. <laughs> right. See, yeah, see. Um, not, that's not, in here. not a problem. I didn't because I'm just we, noticing well, that they, they did all eat, this. The problem is they have to eat up two hours. It's a two-hour yeah. show. So, I mean, I, I'd rather do shit like this than have stupid segments. You know, have the, you know, you didn't think Kushida would work because he was coming back. It's yeah, his first it match was back a in weird a package though I liked it because it was adorable and his daughter is so fucking adorable yeah and you know what Kushida is fucking adorable I'll just say that right now but <laughs> but the the whole like he's like escaping Japan like the horribleness of Japan to be here in America to do wrestling well, well I think it was more like him living trying to live his dream of wrestling for WWE but the that's way it, that's, that's the way what it came off it was like he was escaping like the horrors of Japan and then and then I felt sorry that he he got better and came back because the whole thing was by him he was injured and for two months he had to discover the meaning of love and he found the meaning of love and it was his family and he got to be with his family for these two months because he wasn't wrestling anymore and now he's back wrestling and I'm like well now I'm sad because he's back wrestling <laughs> now he's not with his family after he just discovered this whole meaning of love thing I was well, like oh alright but the, the, the package was fine I I, 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 I just, he's freaking adorable like just have him be adorable all that right. door, just have that chubby little daughter come up on the screen more. <laughs> All right, so next match. 
Oh no, what was your oh, no, our next match? Your next match is still. Yeah. Um, Shayna, we just you talk about Zia Lee. Shayna Baszler defeated Zia Lee by submission with the the Kirafuda clutch. Okay. Um, I I have. I actually liked this match. I'm not it gonna, was good. It was three I three fourths for me. All right, I'll, um, but Z- I didn't feel like Zaylee was gonna win this match. I could do no, of course not. This was for the title. I'm saying, but, but at least give us the illusion that maybe she could pull the upset. I never got that feeling watching it. It was great, three three quarters like you. I never got the feeling that they even make the illusion that she was gonna win it. Well, I mean, it, this was this was a heater match. It was a, a what do they call it? An enhancement match for Shayna. Because notice. Shayna came out by herself. Right. Did she right? come out with the rest of the she group? She didn't come out with the rest of the group because she's like, fuck this. I can do this by myself. You know what I'm saying? And later on, See, that would have been that. that would have been the perfect way for Zaylee to pin Shayna, like fluky. And then, and then you say, see, Shayna, you need your crew to, w- to win matches. I can, we could be beat without without your crew here. You're weak. That would have been perfect. But no, because they're, they're telling a story that she does need them. For, for, for Rhea Ripley... She is going to need them. I mean, they, they tell that story later where they do that awesome triple choke out. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, but this match I enjoyed. I, I, like I said, I like Xia Lee. I think she has a future if they treat her right. Um, uh, I forgot what, what I write. Can I do one last reference thing that tomorrow? It'll be the last one. We're trying to get through the show. It'll be the last matches one. It. It'll be the yeah. last one. Go ahead. This was the one I was talking about where it was like a long one with a bunch of strewed combined freaking things. China has a million gamers, 5,000 esports teams. Xia Li's offense looks like it's out of a video game. Her opponent tonight has proven to have more game than Mortal Kombat. Let's hope Xia Li's career is immortal. I was like, wasn't that bad? That was hard. There's a bunch of freaking references in there. I was like, what is. What? All right, so what was your next match? Uh, our next match was Trent Beretta versus Ray Fenix. Uh, I love this match. I thought it was great. Um, I gave it, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of gave it an equal three and three-fourths for me. Um, I thought it was great, and then uh, Phoenix took the win here. So you, you can see the, the, the booking here that they're pushing... Both of these guys to be singles guys, you know. Um, you know, eventually the Lucha Bros will do singles pushes. I, I'm sure Trent Beretta at some point is gonna break away, or you not break away, but he'll do his own thing as, as a singles guy because they they love him. He's been on TV since almost from the beginning. Trent, right. So, so, yeah, I thought this was a great match. A three and three fours. Right? right. So who do we give it to then? Uh, I'm giving it to Trent and Phoenix. Uh, it was just more exciting. I mean, Ray Phoenix was just amazing. Whenever he's in the ring, it's just something new happens. Um, yeah, I, I, I gotta give it to. I'm not even going I'm too tired to get on. <laughs> I'm really, I really am. All right. Um, next up, we did a, a squash match basically. The Forgotten Sons defeated um, Adrian Alanis and Leon Ruff from Evolve. The highlight of the match was when Jason Riker chokeslam rough onto the ring apron. Oh yeah, I had I, I was weird. I actually gave this to Snarks because you know I usually try not to right um, rate them because it's a it's a squash. 
But I actually gave it because I was actually conflicted as to, like, how I felt about it. Because um, one, it, it it's a good little shine for Eval, right? Right. Have them there. But then they're just looking like dorks getting squashed, right? So why would we want to watch Evolve if these dorks are just... But then they're they're in the ring super fucking selling, right? For these guys. Which makes them, to me, look great. Because they're doing awesome sells. So I was like conflicted. I was like, I said, like, did I like this? <laughs> like, I, you know, I, th- I thought it was actually really good. In a sense. Um... But it, but still, they 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 were jobbing for the forgotten. Songs. They're trying to build a forgotten song as a legit tag threat. Because, yeah. like I said earlier, NXT has no tag teams. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, regardless of that, I was good to see Evolve in there. I was like, huh. And then the, just to see them, even just to sell, like the, I just kind of feel like they could have did a better better job if they wanted Evolve to be on here. They didn't have to sell. Right. You know, they could have been. Uh, if you wanted to do a shine on Evolve, just have them having a match against each other. Like Evolve versus Evolve. Right. On NXT. You know, that type of thing. But, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah it was, that was just my quick hot takes on it. I, I thought it was cool to see Evolve there. And then Leon Ruff getting that apron choke slam. Jesus just Christ. I swear I was like, I, I was like, gee, they killed him. <laughs> All right, what was your next match? Well, first, Cody comes out and does a freaking promo. That promo was really good. Um, Cody, yeah. the promo god. He, that was great. I don't know, like, how the fuck he did this. Like, like at one point, I'm like, I don't... It's kind of like the reverse of um, his father with Flair. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the rich one. The real rich one. He, MJF is the hood rich, right? Right. Cody's the real rich guy. Right? Like, like he has the, the, the suitcase of money that, and he's giving $100 to a kid. You know, he has the the, the, sh- the the red bottom shoes or whatever the fuck those were. You know, and he, he has the watch that was given to him by Tony Khan and he's taking all this shit off. Like, he's showing off like how rich he is and shit like that. Right. And, and meanwhile, MJF is just hood rich. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the reverse of his father with Flair you know what I'm saying right because like, Flair was that rich guy who came and stole the woman and shit like that you know and then his father was the the working guy the, the son of a plumber it, but it's kind of like they kind of like just switched the axes on it like we're gonna he's the rich guy but he's the face he's the not so rich guy but he's the heel right you know what I'm saying and he had to win a $40,000 ring to, to even be considered some type of money um, so I kind of like how they're playing with that notion. You right. Know? Um, I do like how he just answered a bunch of people's questions in this promo. Like everyone's asking, like he's a face, but his wife is a heel type of thing. So he he approached he he talked about. It. He's like, yeah, we, some people were talking about my wife. I don't know what the fuck is going on with her. You know, like he just talked about it. You know, yeah. You know, he talked about the like the the crossroads that everyone was talking about how much. Everyone was talking about how NJA fucked it up, you know? And uh, so he, he brought it up. Like, yeah, he fucked it up. And he's being fucked up on two, you know, on two, two, stations, two, two stations, yeah. stations now. Blah, blah, So I, I like how, I, like, he just answered people's questions and shit like that. So I thought that was cool. Um, 
But yeah, all around great fucking promo. Like I'm, he knows how to just rally the troops. Um. But as for a match, ah, we went squash for squash. Uh, Nala Rose versus the librarian Leva Bates. No, uh, no, no, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, you're right, you're right, right. Yeah. I got to think of Leva Bates. I kind of enjoy his match a little bit. I mean, she's not a great wrestler. No, but she's nice to look at, though. Yeah, she is. You yeah. ain't wrong about that. No. Um, and we know she's a geek, so that yeah. helps, too. And, of course, they, you know, AW did take a shot at WWE, but they played around. They had Britt Baker in the crowd doing the same thing that she was doing, watching Adam Cole get destroyed. Yeah, because later on, Shayna, Shanna, whatever the fuck they call her, Shanna, the, the French girl from Portuguese, comes out um, to attack Nala Rose, to stop her from attacking, I guess, Leva Bates or whatever. Uh, because there's a story between those two that they were building up from Dark and whatnot. Um, so she comes out, and then during the commercial break, Nala Rose takes out the tables and puts Shanna through the table and stuff like that, and then they show... Uh, Britt Baker's face yeah. the yeah. face um, yeah which I thought was funny a little shot I like I don't mind the shots that's fine that just makes it exciting you know and it's funny I mean AEW they're not they're not talking down to you they're not treating the audience like it's an idiot you know they know that you saw Britt Baker at another show other than an AEW show. So they're just calling out to it. They can't say it is what it was, obviously, for copyright reasons and shit like that, but they'll they'll make little fucking jabs at it because it's funny. Um Yeah, it was uh, I don't know. Are we gonna go squash for squash? I'll give you the squash if right. you wanna take it. Yeah. No, I'll take it. We're not playing I'm gonna win, so Alright, next up, match four for us. Was supposed to be a Rhea, Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. But Hold on. Get up. Get up. Alright, back to business. Yes, it was supposed to be a Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. But um, Ripley compliment, um, complimented Dakota Kai for a step up at War Games, which she took out Tegan Knox. And Mia Yim Kemp comes out. Because Mia Yim is the one that got attacked first. And she starts fucking Dakota Kai up. And then the the horsewomen come out and they take out Medium. Yeah. Including a, a nasty triple choke. Which proved that, basically that showed that it takes all the horsewomen to beat Medium. Yeah, this is why I thought it was good storytelling. Why uh, Shayna coming out alone to beat Zia Lee is just a heat up for her. But when it comes to Rhea Ripley... She needs that extra help. Without, oh, you're talking about Dakota Kai? Her entry, her entrance video now? Oh, yeah. And what you do, and her destroying Tegan yeah, It's even remixed into the music. That was I awesome. I thought that was awesome, yeah. Um, well, it's not a match, really. So we can't really rate it. I did like the whole angle that they pulled here. It was like their one angle, really, that they pulled through here. So, yeah, so I'm going to keep going because that wasn't my match. So I'm just going to keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. No, 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 because that well, was actually a segment. So. Well, let me just talk, uh, talk on it real quick. Yeah, 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 I liked it a lot. I thought it was, it's like the most interesting thing that they got right now. Not not really because the UE stuff is interesting too. Um, but, but yeah, I like how they did it. The whole choke out, the triple choke out was amazing. 
Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure I take the next takeover. Or, no, or, ooh, that match is coming in two weeks, right? Rhea Ripley and uh, Shayna. I think it's gonna be on TV. Yeah. I'm unless they do a funny finish. I'm saying Rhea Ripley's gonna take it there. Um, because I think she's ready for it. Like I think, like she's like the absolute choice to be the next champion, and they've never had that up until now. Right. You know, like Candice LeRae. Can Candice LeRae was never really that top of a star to be the next women's champion. Neither was EO. You know what I'm saying? But Rhea Ripley is that. You know what I'm saying? She's right. that hot. So I think she's ready to be champion. So I think she'll take it. Um, and then what else? Uh, um. So the, our, the next, our actual next match. Oh yeah, go. Um, th- they showed a package before the, the during the show that Cassius Ono is back at NXT. He he calls out the greatest wrestler to come out of Bre- greatest British yeah, wrestler. Yeah, that's been his gimmick at um, NXT UK. So he came back, and he fought Matt Riddle again. Yeah. And this is the this is the fourth time they fought, and Matt Riddle beat him with the Bro Derek. That was a good match. These guys, they two, these two obviously have a chemistry. They work uh, well together. I actually liked it a lot. Uh, what did I give it? Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I gave it four snarks. Uh, uh, the Riddle KO match was surprisingly good. I wrote. Um, it's a different cash zone. Like he's doing more like rest holds and shit like that. And Kavats and shit like that. Yeah. It's different than what you know the striking guy that we we've known him for. Right. Um. But it didn't. I wasn't bored by it. I felt like they had a. They finally like had a, like a really good chemistry together. Um. So it was it was a enjoyable match. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Obviously, I gave it four snacks. Right. Um. Uh. Same here. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, I always enjoy watching Cassius on the ring because like, you know he's good. Mm-hmm. Now the thing that screwed him up was his um. The his disorder where he gained a lot of weight yeah. and he couldn't do anything about that yeah. well, uh, what's up next for you for us was uh, well first uh, Chris Jericho came out and did a promo which was awesome fun talking about his next his last match he's being forced to do a match um, before the year ends uh, and he, he brought out the new list but it's not the list you fucking nerd uh, it's the lexicon. Lexicon of Blood Champion. Yeah, yeah, it's the lexicon of now Blood you did, This did is not you, 2016. Not did you notice <laughs> when he was going through all the people? Yep. He they said Marty, and then he got interrupted. Yep. Well, Marty, Marty Skrull. Well, he's so professional that he waited for the music to hit first, and then he said Marty. That way, he, he gets interrupted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which I thought was cool. I thought that was a little like little. Whether it happens or not, it's it's cool. It's funny because I'm looking right at the picture. Yeah. Um, it, it it's a cool little like, like, little thing for the marks, you know, the smarks and shit like that. Just to like, hey, oh my god, you said Marty, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I like the little promo. This was a cool little thing with the Luchasaurus. What oh, cracks me up about Luchasaurus thing when he first started talking, started talking like he was a monster. Then he started talking like a human being. Like, no, he's like, don't you know that I have a master's degree? Well, yeah, well. I'm going to tell you why I, why I cracked up watching that. Do you remember there was a Saturday Night Live skit, and I think it was in the early 80s, with Superman's funeral, and the Hulk got up there to talk? Yeah. And the Hulk gets up there, he's like, Hulk not speak too well. <laughs> but Hulk write down what Hulk wants to say. Hulk, 
Do you see poking on his glasses? He goes, Superman was a kind soul. So that's what it felt like. Like Luchasaurus, he started out like he can't really talk. He became this eloquent guy. Which I thought was funny. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. The segment was good. I enjoyed it. I thought the segment was fun. Uh, Luchasaurus, the whole idea of him being like a marginalized dinosaur and stuff like that, I thought was funny. Um, Not too offensive or anything like that. The whole marginalization thing. Um... I thought that was funny. It's a good little good little push for Jungle Boy. You know, he's going to get that match and he's going to lose, obviously. Um, but they're building a different story within this match. I don't know if you noticed that. It's the 10-minute thing. Yeah. You heard Jericho say that several yeah. times. You can't last 10 minutes with me. This wasn't set. Yeah, I think Cody came out saying that it's not to be a title match. Uh, but I think that'll change and will be a title match but the story is being told is is uh, can Jungle Boy last 10 minutes with Jericho and if it was me booking I would say no like if that match and they have that match at when they have that match at the next um, what, two weeks or whatever yeah. um, it, it, it will come to the point like nine I don't know, nine, nine, nine minutes, 40 seconds, Jericho hits him with the, the Judas effect and puts him out right before the 10 minutes ends. And then he just couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he came to that point and he just couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that will be the best way to do it because he's not ready for that yet. So why should he be... Him lasting the 10 minutes won't help anyone. It's not going to help Jericho because he's not going to... He, he wasn't able to put this little boy down in 10 minutes. And then it's not going to help um, Jungle Boy either because he, he didn't win. So it helps no one. I think it'd just be better for him to just lose and lose the 10 minutes. And then later on, they'll be able to push him because Jungle Boy is future stuff. Yeah. Um, where was that? My, ma- my next match, actually, was... Uh, oh, I love this match. It was a great match. Uh, Chris... Statlander versus Hikaru Shida. Um, I love this one because it had me excited. Like, I didn't... I like Chris Stat, Statlander. Um, they obviously... She should have been, like, the push instead of Britt Baker, I think. Because um, I feel like she just knows how to be someone in the ring. And Hikaru Shida is awesome, too. And she was, like, the number... That was the thing that surprised me here. And I think it was like that WWE, like, programming in my head, where, in my head, like Sheeta was gonna win, like, cause she was the number one contender. So obviously she's the one that's gonna go, who's gonna win this, and she's gonna go against Rihu, who's disappeared apparently. Yeah. Um, she was gonna go against Rihu because she's the number one contender. So obviously, obviously she's going to win this. So that's not what happened though. Chris Statlander won. So now things are going to change. She, Hikaru might not be the number one contender anymore after this. I, I, I didn't go on to the results. Usually they release them every Friday. I didn't look at them. So, but that, I just like the idea that that's going to change. You know, right. who the number one contender is going to be once they actually have a contender, like the actual match. Um, after this match, um, which I gave uh, uh, three and three quarter snarks. 
Uh, if the, if we're going match for match, I, I gave it to you guys. The the riddle thing was just amazing. Um, but after this match, uh, Brandy Rhodes comes out with Awesome Kong, and um, and does a, a like a kind of like a straight edge society type of gimmick situation here, where they have a yeah. They're trying to collect. They call them the Nightmare Collective, instead of like. The and the way she family. says it, she's like, "It does. It's a spinoff of Nightmare Family." Yeah, like she kind of kept that theme going a little bit. Yeah. So. So it's like, the outer circle or something like that. I guess like it's it's not the family. It's the everyone around the family or whatever. And it's they're trying to collect um. Chris Statlander, to be part of this, and then they just. Pivoted to someone else in the crowd. I didn't like this. This this whole thing was. I was like, mm. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, this was whatever. And then that woman that from the crowd is a wrestler. She's she's I forgot what her name is. Something Cruz or something like that. Um. And then yeah, and they shaved her head. And then the. When they went to picture in picture and they were showing her them shaving her head, you can see that they couldn't shave her head. Like the clippers weren't working yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. like that. I was like, well, what is happening? I was like, this was weird. And then I didn't like that the fact that they did it after Chris Statlander got the win over Sheeta. And that should have been just the story. Like, right. And then I felt like they just like punched the, that right in the stomach. Like, she, you know, Chris Statlander just beat Sheeta, the number one contender. <clears throat> I promise I'm not getting broke up over it. <laughs> um, like, I thought, like, I was like, what the fuck was that about? Like, that was just bad booking on that, or, or, um, in that regard. See, that's weird, because that's like AEW trying to push multiple storylines, which I get. Yeah. But don't step on somebody's moment. You know, that yeah, should have been yeah. a moment for to, to establish your stars. And you and you do it to move a story. I read some with Awesome Kong and, and Brandy. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere I forgot where that the reason Awesome Kong's not really wrestling that much is she can't. Yeah, was, she's physically broken down. Yeah, her knees, she's there for star power. She has horrible knees and she has she's there back. She's there for star power. Yeah, I mean it works, but you know, short well, term it's gonna have, work. Yeah, short term, which it's not a long term. Which to me, AEW. Shows that they have the idea of long-term booking. Booking. It's not just those short-term stuff. They have their short-term guys there, like Luchasaurus is a short-term guy. Um, awesome Khan is a short-term um, guy. You know, they have the short-term, and then they have the long-term, like Jungle Boy's long-term. Darby Allen's long-term. You know. Oh yeah, he's out. With neck, he's out with neck issues. Oh uh, really? Well, what? fucking obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I saw it on Facebook and all the comments were like, "No shit." Yeah. <laughs> what, the, but, what would you expect? He was long term. Well, he'll come back. But he, he, the idea of him, was him to be a long term guy. They were going to build him up. You know what I'm saying? And so AEW has shown that they have that down, the long termness, juxtaposed with the short termness, because they obviously do. Do multiple storylines. Uh, we I, I didn't talk about it when the Cody thing like they touched upon that where he came and he talked about MJF and how you know you know how that shit went down and then he started talking about the the butcher the blade and the bunny and stuff like that and, and what they were and shit like that and he he didn't know who the fuck they were either. Oh no, he talked about he them. did he, yeah, he had seen them in other wrestling. Uh, Beyond and bar wrestling. Yeah, he had seen them. Yeah, 
you know, so they talked about that. So it's it's they put the pause on MJF for a little bit, and then now they're gonna do a, a quick little rivalry with between him and and um, the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. It's gonna be QT whatever. QT it's gonna be his yeah. partner, yeah, because they allowed he allowed them to choose his partner, so it's QT Marshall. Um, so so that's you know that's a long term booking like short term. Cody with the short term right now, and then the long term is going to be MJF versus, you know, uh, Cody. That'll be somewhere down the line. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be surprised if MJF wins that title at some point, and that'll be his reason not to wrestle Cody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he has the belt. I don't have to wrestle you. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you already can't wrestle for this anymore. So fuck you. I'm not gonna wrestle you. You know. So that that'll keep them apart, at least for a year, you know, and they'll just build up the heat for that shit until they finally meet in the ring, for the first time, and then everyone's gonna go crazy for that shit. Um, that's me bucking. I'm sorry, <laughs> not, that's not AEW, I, but I th- I wouldn't be surprised if they did it that way. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I was disappointed with this whole booking. They took the era of Chris Statlander's win. They could have just had Statlander be part of it, you know what I'm saying? But they didn't. It was just they came to her, and then this other woman came out, and then Statlander and Sheeta were gone. I was like, what the fuck was this even about? I didn't like the way he. Yeah, because Brandy tried to recruit Statlander, and you had the girl. Like, oh, pick me, pick me. I, I love yeah. you guys. And that was and, and then that was, was, that. was over. Yeah. yeah, like like you said, they just took the spotlight. Off of Statlander, and I don't like that at all. I mean, that's something they should. The one thing NXT that that AEW's got to do is when you're trying to build superstars, don't take the spotlight off of them. Yeah, you know, you want to build Chris Chris Statlander up as you, as a superstar. Don't just rip the spotlight away from her. You know, <sighs> but okay. What was your next match? Uh, what are you next? Oh, uh, match five. Okay. Um, it wasn't a squad. It was a pretty good match. The Return of Koshida, who we talked about. Yeah. Defeated Cameron Grimes. Uh, it wasn't well, great, but it wasn't write, bad either. What did I write? Uh, let's see. It was after KO. Trusted game of holiday. Oh, no. That, that was a reference thing that he did. Never mind. Uh, basically, a roll-up pin. But I did like the whole match. I didn't like how they booked it. Like, I didn't understand the whole idea of Grimes coming out, interrupting Raul. Yeah. And then having to fight just to have Grimes lose. You know what I'm saying? Unless they have, which I don't think they do, but did they have some big thing planned for Raul? Like they didn't want him to take the L here? Like why Why not yeah. just have Kushida beat Raul? You know what I'm saying? Unless they want to give Cameron Grimes more TV time. Which is possible. Taking an L? That, you know? But anyway, but other than that, the match was really good. I like it was three and three fourths for me. I, I think right. I gave it. Um, and where, where was that? Three and three fourths, basically a roll up pin. And I like that they did the roll up pin. I'm curious if if that's uh, somehow a reference to AEW with the roll up pin. You know what I'm saying? Because AEW does that a lot. So I'm wondering if they're like, hey, if they could do it, we could do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Which will be fine. I'm I'm cool with roll up pants. Um. And uh, mine, mine was Christopher Daniels versus Pentagon Junior. 
All in all, a, a, a okay match. Right. Christopher Daniels is a legend. He's been doing yeah. this for almost 30 years now. But he's just getting kind of slow. <laughs> yeah. And it showed. Dude. And it showed. Yeah. He, 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 well, we're alluding to the, the major freaking botch he did. Yeah. Doing a move that he does in every match. Uh, right. That, um, springboard senton. Right. Um, or moonsault rather, uh, where he 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 lays his legs flat on the ropes and then flips over onto the his opponent. Uh, but obviously he, I mean, I don't know if he does, but he looks like he has like the infu- the spine infusion type yeah. of thing because he he doesn't bend all the way. It's kind of like an action figure out there sometimes, right? Like Matt Hardy a little, like bit. yeah, like the same type of situation, right? Um, <coughs> bless you, thank you. Um. So, I'm assuming that had to be that he just couldn't get his legs up high enough, and he 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 botched it. Right, and he fell hard. Yeah, and he he became a fallen angel. Like he just went boom. That's awesome. We'll give you that. Yeah, thank you. And then, um, I mean, granted, thankfully, Pentagon Junior is a professional and just rolled with it. Right. You know, and he just just you know he just came in. They wrote and they continued it within the ring, and, and he didn't try to do it again. Yeah. He just kept it going. He just kept it going, which is fine. Um, I don't. What I didn't like about it was who now. I don't know if AEW does this because it feels weird. Sometimes some of the shit they do is weird. Was Pentagon the heel of the face? He's the heel. He was the heel. He's obviously the heel. So he did. He cheated to win. Yeah. But then he got cheered. That's just the audience. Like you can't control the audience. That's just them. Like what the fuck you want? Yeah, I know. It's it's weird that like you know like. He's obviously the heel. Like, if you use your eyes and pay attention as to what's the, the happening re- in the ring, the only reason he's I, obviously the heel. The only reason I asked because he was getting cheered an awful lot. So they're not really building heel heat up for him. He's the heel because he's booked as the heel in the match. But the only person in the AEW that really gets booed a lot right now is probably MJF. Mm-hmm. And maybe... Um... Jericho? No. Jericho gets booed sometimes. No matter who, who he's talking about. Well, the Jericho kid, controls the crowd. He'll get cheered when he comes in, but then he'll be like, you know what, fuck this town, and then everyone will boo him. Like, he knows how to control the crowd. Um, Sammy Guevara gets booed. Oh, Sammy, crowd. yeah. Um, I, I think it was a thanks for, thanks for giving me a second. No worries. Um, I had a bat for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, but... But it, look, NXT's got the same exact problem. Yeah, but that's... I'm not even going to say anything, that's a, but anything got the same exact fucking I don't... But that's like a crowd thing. Like, I, I don't care about that. Because it, it's not... As long, so long as they're doing what they're supposed to be fucking doing, you can't control what the crowd is going to... The crowd loves it when um, um, Pentagon Jr. pokes a guy in the fucking eye. That's... I, what the fuck you want? The, the crowd is a bunch of fucking assholes. Like, what do you want? The, back in the day... It's let, different. Let's like sound like an old man right Okay, now. boomer. Fuck you. Bang, gotcha. Oh. You know, you knew <laughs> the... Hold on a second. I don't know why he was doing that. What the fuck was that? Because I said, okay, boomer, and for whatever reason, it sounded like, okay, right. major company, um, Google. Um... And it, it, it picked up. <laughs> anyway. We record on a Chrome uh, a Chromebook, so it has the assistant built in. Yeah, Just to so, explain. Yeah. So, it, you know, like back in the day, okay, Boomer, 
you knew who the heels were. The heel, even though the heels did great work, they got booed. Yeah. They built up that le- legit heel heat. And it wasn't go away heat, it was a regular heel heat. Yeah. And it, maybe it's a different generation of wrestlers. You know, yeah, because it's a different generation. It, it, it's just, I it's, miss, I kind of miss that though. I, I, we can't go back, man. Like, you, you got to destroy the internet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people enjoy seeing the bad guys doing the shit that they do. And they'll boom when they need to boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? But like, so I'm, like go back to NXT. I just era comes out and they're total scumbag. Like the way yeah. they do shit, but people love them. They, yeah. You know, Adam Cole, baby. You know, the only the only gripe I would give NXT right now. I'm sure that'll change once they give Finn more fights. Is that Finn is not really fighting like a heel, right? Um, he's just acting really mean, and I don't like heel. Finn right now it's not working for me but he's just I would like heel Finn better if he was like Prince Devitt heel yeah but now he's just a sh- shallow shell of Devitt right and it's just not I don't like it alright so oh he also announced next week for us Dakota Kai Miriam and Angel Garza Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight belt yeah how's he getting a, a shot again Angel Garza I don't know. They had that already. And, oh, and that was an amazing match. This will, Hopefully this will be just as good. Yeah. All right, so... I forgot where we were. So it was Pentagon Jr. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. That's right. I'm going to give it to you on that match because... Yeah, I mean... I look, Even if without that botch, it wasn't really that great of a match. And the, the, the fact that the whole thing was built up, too. And I wasn't in... Even before that botch, I was like, "Yeah, there's no energy here." Yeah, I'm like this was not great. Like the whole the whole storyline was built up, and now I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, "Yeah." Mm. One of the problems I have with NX with AEW, there's a lot of young talent there. The young talent is there, and they seem to be revolving mostly their storylines around the older talent, for the most part. Jericho, Moxley, and Cody. Granted, Cody's dealing with MJF, so that's kind of helping. But for when AEW started up and they gave the title to Jericho over Hangman, I said, why don't they, why don't they just give it to Hangman? Start the company off with a young talent. Like, well, Hangman's not ready for it, right? Yeah, he wasn't. Okay. If you're going to build yourself as the next generation of wrestling, Maybe stop when you start pushing the younger talent a little bit more. I mean, I don't. I mean, I instead I've of never pushing, seen them say that. But they call themselves a new league. They are a new league. They right. are a a new but, better league. But than, don't push. How do I words it? X- I'm not saying w- they're not about the next generation, but I don't think that's the whole idea. They're not NXT, well, he, he which has, is what NXT was supposed to be. One of the be. problems is going to be yeah. down the line. Is you you're pushing right now? You're making the focus the older talent, Moxley, Jericho, and Cody, right? Yeah. Short term. Right, but you gotta start building up the young guys too because they Mox- are. How are they not? Look at the push that they're giving um, Hangman. Look at the push that they're giving Trent. Look at the push they're giving Ray Phoenix. Look at the push they're giving Pentagon. Look at the push I- they're giving Jungle Boy. How are they not pushing these guys? But those are the long-term guys. Like I talked about before, they have the short-term booking, which is Cody and Jericho and, and um, Moxie and stuff like that. And then they have the long-term booking, where they, they're 
they they have a long term plan for these guys for Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is gonna be a star there. They have a long term plan for him. You know what I'm saying? Darby Allen when he comes back. You know they have a long term plan for him. You know what I'm saying? They obviously do because they. When whenever Darby Allen's there, he's in a main event there or some form of main I, event. I guess I don't like the idea. I was I look Jericho's reinvented himself. He's the goat. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anything bad about Chris Jericho, but he is. I didn't really want to see him as world champion, as AEW champion. I really didn't want to. See I understand that. that. I mean, that's your opinion, and, and you're you're good. You're allowed to have it, but and you're not wrong to have it, but you it. Would be the wrong choice not to put this on him now. I would rather, honestly, I would rather put. I would rather just put on Cody to start. Cody, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I, over Jericho. I really would rather. I, like I like what Jericho's doing, but I just don't like him as champion. I think he's obnoxious. I guess that's, that's the whole him. idea. I just don't. I just don't. I think he's, that's the whole idea. He's, he's way. I asshole. think Jericho is way past his prime, which we see, and it start. It shows in the ring. He still I, puts on good matches, but it puts shows on great in the matches. Ring. Oh. Like this isn't like him losing speed. He's slower, sure, because he's older. But I, that's like saying like a cruiserweight guy can't shouldn't wrestle a heavyweight guy. I look because he can't keep up or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They 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 book the match to match each other and they and they fit. You know what I'm saying? Jericho works great. He has had great fucking matches in AEW, like like some contenders for match of the year type. Oh, stuff. I would not go that far. I would definitely. Not I'm not saying they are match of the year, but they are contenders uh, for that. How? Who? What match has Chris Jericho had in AEW that we consider a contender for match of the year? The the the. The Cody, no, I'm sorry. But yeah, the Cody one was good. That's a contender for it. No, no. It's in the conversation. Of course it is. No, it's not. Of course it is. No, it's not. Um, it was good, but it's not. not, not no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just not. No. Um, no, it's not. All right. Uh, the the Kenny one was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's had great matches here. The match with Kenny was good, but the match I had in Japan was better. They had a match in Japan, right? Or, yeah. Or were they dreaming that? No, Russell Kingdom. That match, the match in Japan was much better. Yeah, that, yeah, of course. But still, like that wasn't that much far off from this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that was this year. Yeah, that was. was oh no, was that last year? Last year. Yeah. Regardless, like, it, like it's it's just like that's not far off from what he is now. I don't think he's slowed down much from then. Um. So he's he's still putting out like amazing matches, five star stuff. You know what I'm uh, saying? I want to go that far, but okay. <laughs> All right. So what was your main, well, my main event? Was well, six man tag that we talked about? Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and Tommaso Ciampa defeated the Undisputed Era. The match was a well basic match, you know, a good match. Uh, Finn Balor came in when the referee was turned, drop kicked Adam Cole into the referee. Hit the 9-16 on Champa, and it was ready to hit Cole again. We'll stop by Keith Lee. Don't, that, the scene where, where Ballow's in the corner, Keith Lee just pops out of nowhere. That shit was awesome. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Lee hit the spirit bomb on Ballard, and Jack, and Jack hammered Cole to win the match. Yeah. After the match, William Regal announced that Adam Cole will defend the NXT Championship on December 18th. Next week, it will be Finn Balor, Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, 
to determine the number one contender. Yeah. That should be a great main event. Hopefully. Um, so this was a great match, I thought. Even with the with Finn Balor coming in, it's still a fifth narrative of the match. That Finn Balor has no friends. He's yeah. not helping on this beauty. He's helped for himself. Yeah, yeah, I, wasn't, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I'm going to give you a four snarks. Uh, I gave it three and three quarters. I mean, it wasn't... Are you, are you four snarks for this? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. It was, a, it, was a, <laughs> it was a fun match. I mean... It was fun and all, but... It, I don't see where the four snarks comes from. <laughs> like, the w- one thing I did enjoy a lot from this was how they booked certain things. They, for once, saw like some really smart booking here. The The way they en- ended with, um, uh, they did the, the high-low on Champler, right? Yeah. And then they were getting the pin, but then Dijak comes out, comes in and interrupts that, that right. pin. Which was a callback to the last week's match, where they did the same thing. There was a, a slight distraction. They got the high low, and then they got the pin. Right. Which was on Dijak. Dijak saw that. It was like, no, it's not gonna happen this time. Right, right. And he interrupts it, and then, and then the, the shit happens. Uh, I thought that was a nice little callback. I was like, storytelling. Give me more of this. In the in the ring, give me that storytelling. You know what I'm saying? I love that. You know what I'm saying? And then you see later on, like the camera kind of caught it, but it went away too fast. But I caught it, and then they put the camera right on Dijak, and Dijak is looking at Keith Lee, like, like you know, like, hey, you know, because he was like on the floor. I'm, I'm doing visuals for a podcast. Like, <laughs> he was on the floor looking up at Keith Lee, like, yeah. Because like, he was happy that he, the same shit didn't happen last week, that he, he was able to stop it. So I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, I liked it. Um, the the drop kick, I liked. I liked that uh, Morrow called it the John Woo drop drop kick. Yeah. Because John, you know, you know what John Woo is. Yeah. The director. That's in like all his movies that yeah. kind of drop kick. Because I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, <laughs> good, good. That was a good one. Um, yeah, the the match itself was great. I thought it was great. I gave it three and three fourths. Um, right. And your main event. My main event is it my main event? Yeah, it was Joey Janela and um, John Moxley, right? <sighs> yes, yes it was. Um, this was okay. This was okay. I gave it three and a half. Um, Moxley's fucking huge. Yeah. Holy shit. Um. Yeah, I mean, I like how they did this. This was just to heat up Moxley more. Um, George Janela is coming out and he came out earlier in the show um, doing a, a quick uh, interview promo situation where he was like tired of how he was being treated and uh, now it's time for him to do what he has to do and, and now he he lost to Moxie before in a lights out match but now this is going to be a lights whatever arm match and now if Moxie wants to win, he has to kill me and stuff like that. And then Moxie comes out and just looks at the camera and he's like, "Kids." And he, he, he see walks. that it was amusing, but it was very Dean Ambrose-ish. Like you know, I think something WWE would have deal with Dean Ambrose, where a young guy talking shit and Dean is going to no kids. The, that no the WWE would have did something where Dean Ambrose comes out and in a fucking dog outfit, and then said kids, and then walked out and some shit like that. 
what I'm saying? They clown Dean Ambrose. They're, just, they're not clowning Moxley. You know what I'm saying? You know, Moxley's not out, like, fucking spraying mustard on people and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is... This is Dean Ambrose being treated, like, realistically or some shit like that. Like, PG-13 or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, TVMA Dean Ambrose or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Um... But the match itself was fun. I liked it a lot. It was fun. Um, some good spots here and there. But all in all, it wasn't amazing. Um, three and three-fourths, which ties with, for me... Virginia said three and a half. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll keep it three and a half. And I'll, I'll just give it to you guys for this. All right. Um, so, what else we got to talk about? Well, we had tied at four. We only get tied at four. Well, uh, are we doing this? Our match of the night. Show on the night. Oh, match, match of the night's night. Gonna, it's got it's got us a tiebreaker. Match of the night. Hmm. It's going to be rough, dude. Uh, I'm probably on my end. I'm well, first, well, okay, you know what? I remember the thing I talked about. What was your... Medal of Valor match, meaning and meaning your match of the night for AEW and pick one for AEW, pick one for NXT, and then pick your KIA, your killed in action match, the one that was just garbage. All right, for both, not garbage, of course. I don't think anyone anyone's matches were garbage, but the least favorite of both. All right, AEW for me, and my match of the night on this show was probably the, oh, the main event. You know what? Be it. Whether it's a match or not, whether it's the the promo or whatever, what was your the moment of the the show? Probably the match of the night was probably that main event because it set up so much going on. Like you said, the for the, NXT, okay. right? The, the you know the little callback with Dominic Dijakovic saving Tommaso from the high. Mm-hmm. You know, there was so many callbacks. Plus, you set up Finn Balor that he is out for himself. Yeah. You know, B.O.U. is piling on what happened with last week where he attacked Cole. He went after everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's a, he's a crappy heel right now because he's still trying to find that, that role, it's set up future storylines. Plus, they set up the main event for next week, the six, the, the um, triple threat. Yeah. For your show, I'm probably going to go with Trent Beretta and Phoenix. That match was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it more than the Giella Moxley match. Like I said earlier... Not really feeling Moxley. Uh, killed in action for my show. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm saying, like it doesn't. It, it's not to ca- say that was garbage, but what was your least favorite moment on Probably your show? Probably Cassius Ono coming back. That was your least favorite moment. Not the match itself, but but what, why? Like there's no reason behind it. Oh, uh, he talked about it. It's it's to push the whole idea of worlds collide. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and he's giving y'all a preview of what's gonna come. Blah, blah, blah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but I didn't do anything for me. Like the match itself with Riddle was great. Just Cash Ono. <laughs> I would rather have like one of the one of the somebody we haven't seen Matt Riddle fight before. Somebody different. 
Right. If you're gonna push, if you're gonna have a random match where where Cash Taylor could come out, if that had been like not to promote that, Cash Taylor like I got stuff to prove. We go, I made my name NXT UK. I'm back to prove myself again. You know, to show these people that I'm I can come back here wherever I want and win whenever I want. Mm-hmm. I would have somebody else from UK that he, Matt Riddle never fought before. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna really push the world's collide thing, have an actual British wrestler. Rather than the quote unquote greatest British wrestler. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole idea. Like, he's not back at NXT. He's. Still I know NXT that, UK. but he could have said that, you know what? I'm in the UK now. I'm be, I'm, I'm the greatest British wrestler there. Mm-hmm. But what you all know, whenever I want, I can come here. I can beat whoever I want yeah. here, too. Rather than to, to say I'm here to promote the, world, the world's collide thing. If you had done that instead. I'd be fine with it. Mm. But he had promoting the World's Collide thing rather than have an actual British wrestler promoting it. Oh, I see what you're So, uh, for you, what, what was your, you, you do your show rather than me do both shows. You do your show. Well, do both. Well, like, what was your match of the night for my show? I say that, Trevor Beretta or Phoenix. Oh, that's right. What, what was your, my, your kill tonight? I hated that Dark Order promo. Oh, yeah, we were talking about it. I loved it. It, it was fine, but it was, into it, it was a little weird. Like, he's like, like he wanted to join it. He had that all just touching his face. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I'm like, that was weird. Well, they're going with it. Like, I'm like okay, a little creepy. I don't fetishy, but okay. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, the the Dark Order used to be a, a tag team in PWG and other promotions called the Super Smash Bros. And they were a video game gimmick. They they had, you know, the that was their gimmick, video games. And now they're kind of doing the same thing, but it's more of a Gamergate. You remember what Gamergate was? Yes. It, now it's, now they're, they're, that's basically what they're representing. That guy who was typing on the computer, who's like, oh, no one, no one likes me anymore. And, you know, no one, you know, they put girls in video games. I don't like that, blah, blah, blah. That's, that, that's who that is. And that's who's joining the Dark Order. You know what I'm saying? Or those people who feel... You know, left out. You know, right. comics gate people, gamer gate people. That you know, those fucking people. You know what I'm saying? That's what. So it's like they were when they were Super Smash Bros. They were like this whole positive side of gamers. Now they're the negative side of gamers. You know what I'm saying? And now they're the heels, and that's why this is the situation. Um. So I'm liking it so far. I I, I, I like the twist. I like how they switch put the switch, and then now I'm interested in them. And the fact that they are good wrestlers. I just hated the thing where the guy, they had the, the fat guy, I guess. And it was just touching his face and everything. And I'm like, why? <laughs> that kind of creeped me out. And it, and how many goth factions is AEW plan to have? Yeah, that was one thing I didn't like either. I was like, You got the Dark Order, you got, you got the B&B. Nightmare Collective, and you have the, the Butcher the Blade. Okay, you have three goth factions? Really? Yeah. Well, the Butcher the Blade and the Bunny are not so much... Like a goth faction, but like a they're, dark faction. They're just dark. They're, yeah, they're not, that's why. That's actually what I meant when yeah. I say goth. But, they but got the, you know, but but the, the thing black is, black leather with, factions. But with um, Dark Order and um, the Nightmare Collective, it you got like an actual like mystic dark with them. You know what I'm saying? Put, no, 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 no. What they should do? Put them together. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. And get rid of the Dark Order and call them the Nightmare Collective. Uh, I, I could that, I'm not saying they, they should do but it wouldn't be a bad idea yeah yeah. be something a little different maybe but it, yeah I was like 
But as a whole, though, like, I'm trying to think. I guess the Sammy Guevara thing with my... Killed in action? Yeah, the, the flip with the phone. There was nobody there. We knew there was nobody there. He was doing it for the first spot so we get double. So, so the Young Bucks could do their, their quote-unquote patented super, double super kick. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what about you? For NXT... Oh, by the way, I want to apologize because I'm starting to get stuffed up. Oh, no worries. It's going to come out with Darth Vader in here again. <laughs> uh, for NXT, my Metal Valor match, it goes to... Um, uh, well, uh, to the middle... The, the riddle catches on match. I, I like that a lot. All right. um, it was exciting. It was different. Um, and uh, it, it was enhancement for Red O and stuff like that, and a little push for that that little takeover that they're doing um, between the two. Um, but the match itself, I thought it was fun. I thought it was diff- different than their other matches, and then and they just they they did a really good job in the ring. I thought that was fun. Um, my killed in action for um, NXT. NXT. Uh, I had it. But which one was it? It's great radio, by the way. Shut up. Come on, man. Chop, chop. Shut up. This is your idea. I figured you'd be ready to go. Shut up. Apparently not. Um. I guess I will go with. I will go with. Oh my God! Becky. I will go with. See this, see folks, this is what I gotta deal with everyone. I will go with the first match. I I just wasn't following it. All right, I mean, we're all tied to our opinions, even if you're wrong. Done and done. I was done with that. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I'm like Marl. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So, what about for you, what about for your show? For AEW, my Medal of Valor match and slash or or moment, um, I gotta go with the promo. I just thought that promo was awesome. Oh, uh, the Cody one, yeah, yeah. It just got he explained shit. He got, you know, he got information out there, and then he and he just he just rallied the troops. Like I was just like, God damn, I'm right there, bro. Um, I love that. Uh, my killed in action. I guess I would go with the collective nightmare collective thing. Yeah, you know why I should have said that too, probably. Right. But we got to see Brandy in the ring, so I mean, it saved it for me a little bit. Yeah, it's just the whole thing, and then the fact that they they, they took c- the spotlight off of Chris Statland. Yeah, I agree with that. Like that. Um, after an actually amazing match, like I almost, and, you know, I thought that match was actually really good. Um, but yeah, Chris, I mean, yeah. Uh, the, the, that whole Nightmare Collective thing is that's not working so far for me. Um, yeah. So, all right, where we go from? Well, we're tied at four. I mean, like I said, I gave you the ratings, even though it's so close, but I still gave it to you because I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I guess we gotta go match it at night as a whole. That will be the tiebreaker, unless you want to leave it as a tie, which I really don't want to do. And if we go match, if we go match tonight, who is your match tonight? As a whole of everything, 
my match of the night for AEW. No, over no, no. NXT. NXT. No, no. The match of the night total yeah, between both shows. Right. Um, hmm. It's weird, and I'm not trying to be. Hmm. Now, match of night means it, it's it's not just the in the ring action. You know what moved the story along. For me, match of the night is probably the main event on NXT. Because it didn't move the storyline for the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, like originally when the match was over, Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa were in the ring smiling. You know, they, they do what they want. And the minute William Regal announces the main event for next week, you, you can see the smiles go off the face and Tommaso looking at Keith Lee and Keith looking at Tommaso. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we have a problem now. <laughs> you know, our, our French, our, this, this partnership is done. I think to me that's the main thing because it moved the next storyline along. Yeah. Like Finn Balor was so happy that he, about the title match that he was going to be involved in it. You see a look, a look on his face change when he finds out it's a triple threat. <laughs> he has to earn that title shot now. Yeah. There was a lot going on in that match. Like that match set up so much for next week. It set the stakes so high. So to me that's the match of me. For the whole, the whole, you know, the whole scheme of things. Yeah. Match of the night for me, I cannot put it to that. Um, I am going to give it to. You know we do this every week. And yes, yeah, think about it. Hush, hush. See, folks, this is why this one you that sounds that air on the radio. It's because of him. Hush. I can't work under all this pressure. That's what she said. I knew everyone was coming. Um, I'm giving it to Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida. Uh, I mean, it pushed the story along between them two. Uh, it gave you the surprise finish because uh, you didn't see, no one saw Chris Statlander taking this. Um, and then it shows that they're changing, not changing, but they're the whole idea that even I had, like the whole WWE idea of a booking where in my head you knew Sheeta was going to contend for the title because she was the number one contender and obviously they're showing you this is changing that will change this will change and you don't know yet who's going to win Sheeta can lose before she gets her shot you know and she did alright so now we have another, now we have another problem another time <laughs> no because we both picked a different match yeah it's another time I'll, 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 I will say this though up till now we've picked the same match yeah. Like if I pick the match, like you know what, I'll agree with that. If you pick the match, I'm like you know, what? I agree with that. Yeah. This is the first time we pick different matches. <sighs> Did it really move storylines along more than my my match tonight? Like it moved, it, it kind of like might have shifted everything a little bit, but it didn't really. I mean. Your, everything that you said, you know, it, it, this can happen. A lot of it was hypothetical. Like we don't know what this, we don't know what's gonna happen. A lot of it's hypothetical, right? No, we know. I mean, all the, the we re- know is that Chris- Excalibur kept saying that this she doesn't number one contender. They, they, there was a reason why Excalibur kept saying that because when she loses, now things are changing. Now. Chris Statlander's in the running, you know. What I'm right, saying? she's like in the running are, to be number one contender. But number two, number but one contender hasn't changed. changed. They're, they're, but look they're at obviously pushing Chris Statlander. But now. look what happened on my end. 
Finn Balor came out. We they established that next week is a triple threat match. Alliances are going to be broken next week. The alliance with with Tommaso Ciampa and Keith Lee, that alliance is over now. Now it's for the title. And Finn Balor is the wild card here. Like you know, he doesn't care who he has to be. He has no allegiances. You know, he could use the Keith Lee and and Tommaso Ciampa friendship against them. Like, how much is Keith Lee, like, who's Keith Lee targeting going to be? Is he going to try to go after more Finn so, we, so we maybe he beats Finn as a pin his friend? There's a lot going on there. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not excited for it. Like, I know, I'm, I mean, WWE, the way they book it is just not exciting. Until it's a takeover, I'm, I'm not excited for what they're going to do next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not excited for what Phoenix, uh, Finn Balor is going to be doing. Like, it, it, I'm sure he's just going to be a face in that group in the in the fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't changed. He's just going to be in there going pew pew, pew pew. You know, every so often. Like, I have no, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Confidence that th- that match is going to be booked perfectly. You know, it might surprise me. Like they kind of sort of did at the end of this one, but. I don't think it's going to be like a holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Keith Lee just turned on Tommaso Ciampa. You know, or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I can see, I can see Tommaso going full heel. I can see it. I mean, doesn't that seem obvious? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it doesn't, no, it doesn't seem obvious. It's Ciampa. He's the psycho killer. Right. You know? But to me, the, the, this match has, this match raised the stakes of what's going to happen for the future. Like, we know the match next week that was set up as a result of this will set up a title match. So I don't mean. What so does this? This is, it this is all set, about the title. But it doesn't set like doesn't set up a title match. Like this, is, it sets up maybe a change in shifting who's number one contender. That's all it changes though. This actually this actually set up implications for for a title match. That's what this set up too. No, like, it, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. That's what yours is. <laughs> you're not setting up a title match. You're setting up a number one contendership. Right, but this, but this is about rankings. This is all about number one Oh, yeah, rankings really fucking count at AEW. Come on. Yeah. Like, it's all about storytelling. But, yeah, but rankings don't count. Okay. That, that, those number one doesn't contend- matter. It's used as a story trope. That's what this is for yeah, here. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> whatever. When they first, at AEW first announced that, that ranking system, I was kind of excited about it. This would be kind of cool. You know, a legit way to rank contenders. It's just, like I said, this is a storytelling tool. Well, yes. That, it's not real. It's not complicated. It's, it's 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 a booking idea. That's all it is. It's just to help storylines move along. And that's what they're doing here. Yeah. Whatever. Using that because everyone knew, you knew Sheeta was going to win. Because that's how WWE does it. You know, no one contenders are going to win. The next AEW pay-per-view was going to be Sheeta versus Ryu. Everyone knew that. Now that's changed. Now it's in the air. Now Chris Statlander's in the running. Now we don't know what the fuck is going to happen. That's that's fucking storytelling. That's fucking mystery in there. You know? If you say so. <laughs> Again, yeah. If you're gonna, if we're going whole match, then you should have win it because what they did at the end. That wasn't the match. 
Yeah, the, the match whole, finished. But we're talking about the whole thing from beginning to end. I with mine, I included the thing with with with, with Regal at the end. The whole match, the whole match, the this entire segment that, of the match, from the beginning of the match till they went to commercial. After I counted, I didn't count just the match. I counted what happened after the match that set up, that kept that storyline going. But that's just about that storyline. Yeah, as, but originally as soon as that lander stuff gone. As soon as that commercial break is done, is this commercial break? Yeah, that storyline. Now it's awesome con and but yeah, but originally Brandy wanted to recruit Statlander. Yeah, right. But the fact that they that they ruined her match by having Brandy and Awesome Kong steal the spotlight from her, that kind of that kind of took away from her win. No, no, I mean it took away the spotlight, sure, but it doesn't take away the win. It doesn't take away anything from the match that they had, amazing, which was an amazing match. It didn't, it didn't take away from the actual storytelling that they told in the match. It took away the spotlight, sure, and took out the air of her her win, right. sure, but that does nothing to the story. Storyline is still going, you know. We're, we're gonna argue about this all night <laughs> because, like I said, you know, if we're talking a total impact, the six-man match had more of an impact than your match did. It it really did. So I mean, I don't know how we're gonna decide this. I'm not giving this one up. I'm not giving this one. To you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not. Right, we gotta tie it then. Then we guess we're gonna tie it then. Right. So this is a first. So what we're going to do for next week's show is we're going to flip a coin to see who goes first. We'll flip a coin. Yeah. It just sucks that we had to tie it. I mean, I don't know. It had personally, to personally, I'll just talk personally and then you can talk personal. Okay. Uh, AEW to me was just great um, compared to what they were last week. Um, NXT to me, for the most part, bored me. Um, you know, yeah. The, the, the main match... For me, it was the Riddle and KO, uh, which I thought was a great match. Um, but everything else was just like NXT back to basics. Last week, they had me. I was all in last week. But this week, I was just, uh, it's just whatever. Um, uh, AEW did the opposite. Where last week, which I enjoyed last week, but wasn't their best show. Um, but this week, I felt like they were back to their basics or it was just like super fucking exciting for me um but yeah yeah to me personally overall AEW I'm super excited AEW had a few segments that I liked and the you know, the Cody Rhodes thing was great but I just wasn't excited about it I mean I don't know why I thought when AEW was announced that you have that all in I thought I was going to be super excited about a weekly show for them. And I'm just not. And I can't, and I don't know why. It just, it's not. you don't like wrestling. Shut up. <laughs> it's not doing for me what I thought it was going to do. Again, one of the things I said before, I thought I'd be more excited about John Moxley and AEW. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not. I don't know. It, to me personally. I'm just not. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. That's right. Um. To me, they're giving me everything that I've wanted in wrestling. You know, long-term booking, booking, uh, long-term booking. You know, stuff like that, and better storytelling. You know, and uh, great wrestling and stuff like that. And it's not like booked. They don't book so far. They're still young, stuff like that. Can they maintain for what I feel that 
know, it has been a great show? Probably not. I don't know. But hopefully they can. And so far, it's been great fucking booking and great fucking the long-term booking you see there and the, the nuance in their booking and shit like that. It's not perfect. And they're working on the things that are not good. You know what I'm saying? They're retooling shit and you see them retooling shit. And then I just, this is what I want out of fucking wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's different. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing the same shit that WWE does, stuff like that. You know, and it's just, it's just enjoyable. It's just fun. It's it's not. I'm enjoy. I'm look. I'm enjoying watching. I'm not saying that at all. I enjoy watching it every week. I do. But my excitement level has gone down a little bit since the first episode, and I can't explain why. It's not because I don't like wrestling. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, we don't, I'm going to put it out there. I and I, people who listen to the show, I want to know what your excitement level for AEW is, and give me if it's not what it, we thought it was going to be, or it's going down. I want to know why. I'm not even going to put it up as a poll because I don't want to be biased. I because I, I don't even know how I would word the poll. <laughs> I just want to know what people think about AEW. Like are. Their excitement level when the show first started, is it still there or better or is it worse? If it's worse, I want to know why. I'm really curious. Uh, I, don't, I don't want you doing that. Uh, why not? Because I want you to tell us first why. No, no. I don't I, want you getting reasons for other people. I, I want to know Because I, I said I can't figure out why. Like, it just, it just seems... See, you see? I feel like you're going to be like, someone's going to write something. Like, see, that's why. But no, but, it, but the thing I might do is it might maybe make me think about stuff that I haven't thought about yet. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. It just feels. Is it one another one? I got again? a W. I'm getting a WCW year two thousand vibe. Like not when they were near the end, but when that weird period right before the end, like right before the end started coming. That's the feeling I'm getting, and it was not necessarily a. Bad thing? I'm not sure if it's a good thing. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just not excited. It's not. Ex- it just doesn't excite me the uh, way I thought it was going to. I don't know where you're getting it from. Well, I am. Uh, yeah, I just don't understand it. It's weird. You're weird. Why am I weird? Because <laughs> you don't like good wrestling. Look, they put on some great matches, but. They put on some. They put some of the stuff they're doing. I'm like, mm, like I don't. I'm just not. It's not. May it could be because I'm not. A, I'm like I'm. I get a kind of emotionally invested in NXT about the stuff that's going on there. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. I. I don't. Outside of the Cody thing, which is great, like his promos are great. I don't. I can't get like emotionally invested in anybody there right now. You know what I'm saying? Good or bad, like as a healer or face, whatever. I'm just not getting like emotionally invested. Who who in NXT are you emotionally invested in? Like the whole thing where you know Tommaso got hurt, he came back with the injury, undisputed air. Like like how? What are they gonna go through to keep? You know what 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 lengths are they willing to go to keep their belts? They're plus Johnny Gargano. This is so. There is so much there. And they were Rhea Ripley trying to get a title from Shayna Baszler. 
and the whole thing with Tegan Knox. Now we're thinking with Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai is a heel now because she got tired of me mm-hmm. because she felt disrespected because of the work of not getting picked for games. Yeah. So she got all sneaky, took out her her competition, got in the match, just to turn heel, just to prove that you know what, I'm going to show you I'm pissed about this. There's this so much going on. I don't feel that in AW. You don't feel that there's so much going on. That, no, I don't. I'm not emotionally invested. Like, like they're not doing anything to make me invested in it outside of the Cody thing. Like the Moxie thing, I'm not invested in John Moxie. I'm just not. Why yeah, not? I'm just not. I mean, he's there. He's doing. You know, he's doing stuff, which is good. Hmm. But like, I'm not invested in a Moxie Jericho title match. I don't. I don't. I don't care. It's two former WWE World Champions fighting for the, for an, for another title. What does that have to do with anything? Though? It doesn't, but that's how I view but that, it. But see, that's what I think is the problem. I think it's it's WWE programming that's in your head. Like you got to break that up. You know, what well, I'm how's that WWE programming? Because you see people wrestlers who used to work at WWE. But see, no, I don't see it like that. You, you just said that's what you see. But, yeah, but my point is, I'd, I, I'd rather see, if you're going to be Cody Jericho, I'm invested in that. I, it's Cody Rhodes, I'm going to dispel your whole thing. I'm invested in Cody. I want to see Cody win the championship. I'm, I, that's what I'm looking forward to, winning the championship. But Moxley and Jericho, I'm not, I, don't, I just don't care. I'm not invested in Moxley. I'm definitely not invested in Jericho. Do I enjoy Jericho's character? Yeah, he's the GOAT. But I'm not invested in... I'm not inv- that match doesn't hold anything for me. Health. Moxley... Co- Let's say it was Moxley Cody for the championship. I'm invested in that match. I'm a Cody guy. Cody... I'm invested in Cody Rhodes' character. Okay. I'm not invested in Moxley's character. And Jericho... I'm not invested in Jericho's character. I'm just not. Uh-huh. I disagree. I mean, I'm super invested in all this shit. Moxie doing the his 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 build up to to get to Jericho. Jericho doing his thing to keep his title as much as he can. He even mentioned like 17 times like he's not gonna wrestle Moxie, not gonna wrestle him. Nope. You know, and you know shit like that. Um, and then with the granted the women's division is not as great as your guys, but. They but are, by count, the count of that, our tag division is not as good as yours. Yeah. Uh, the, they are putting spotlights on people like Sheila, like Chris Statlander, you know, or Shanna even, you know, like, you know, just to show like, listen, that we're heating these people up and we're going to push them to the moon once they're fucking ready. You know what I'm saying? And then they got the, the, the fuck. The, the, and of course, you just mentioned the tag division is heated and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? What's going to happen with the SEU? What's you know what's going on with the Lucha Bros? What's going on with the Best Friends? What's going on with all this shit? I'm super invested in them. You know what I'm saying? It's just... They just, just seem better booked. You know what I'm saying? And all I see right now for NXT, as much as I enjoy them now, I don't see it lasting what we enjoy from NXT. It's, I just don't see it lasting because you're going to see the writing on the wall 
Every time they do a combination or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but um, look how I see what you're saying. But look how no, the no quote unquote main roster talent, and it was still incredibly close. Eddie's got to keep just keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, listen, no, yeah, sure, no main roster talent, but they went down in the ratings, and they went down in the rankings. So you you got to assume that the heads are going to be like, we didn't have any main event stuff happening here. And we went down in ratings. They're going to look at that and going to be like, well, maybe we got to put more main roster stuff up in here. You know what I'm saying? And then and then we'll get more more push. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we got to stop treating this like it's a different world, which is the main reason I love it. And just start treating it like it's part of Raw and SmackDown. And that and that just seems to be like where I see them going. Like if they really want to beat AEW, that's probably what they're gonna to have to do. You know what I'm saying? Because all they're pooling right now is Raw and SmackDown stuff. Um, fans. You know what I'm saying? The right now AEW is like, dude, it's just that's that's their niche. Is that eight hundred to nine hundred thousand? I'm saying that's where they're they're dropping out. Uh, NXT before they started doing this takeover stuff, they bottomed out or like they you know like their their main line was like that five fifty six hundred fifty viewership, and now they're up. Can they maintain that? And if they don't, more main roster stuff is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And that's uh, I just don't want to see that. I think the only thing, the only guy from the main, from either Raw, see, you see, can say main roster, from Raw, just say Raw SmackDown, because I can say NXT one of the, for one of the main rosters. Though. Aesthetically, yeah, but they're not. The main roster is Raw SmackDown. Well, that's because NXT spent so long as developmental, they, they got to get out of that. They, they are, they are just the main, they are developmental right now. They still are that. You know what I'm saying? And they will take people from NXT and put them in Raw and SmackDown. And that will be a call up for them. I don't think. Do you say that? I don't think we're going to see as much as we used to, if at all. Because if Vince, I said it before, if Vince really wants to beat AEW in the ratings, you can't take the talent away. If Fox wants the talent, they will. he will put the talent there. Yeah, but, but Vince wants ratings too. And Fox is not going to start taking. I don't think Listen, Vince Fox will deal with, with, with SmackDown rating NXT. Because he's not going to lose to AEW. He's just not going to. He's not. Vince is not going to lose to AEW. No, he has he's to not. do what Fox tells him. Fox gave him billions of fucking dollars. He will do what Fox tells him to do. Yeah, Fox also <coughs> wanted Brock Lesnar, and Vince could convince them to take the feed. I think, I think he can convince them not to take certain talent. I'm just saying. I don't think... Yeah, no. Nah, I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure he's not going to go for bat for a small... The, the small the third division right but compared he, to Ron and Smith that's the, he, he that's the problem you, you're saying Vince wants the NXT to be bigger he needs the NXT to be bigger you can't and he, he, he's not gonna think of it as as the small division anymore he's gotta make it a legit brand to compete with AEW yeah I don't I, he I does. really don't think he gives a fuck that much 
know what I'm saying? If if the bottom if he the didn't big care for him, if he didn't care, he never would have put NXT on USA and given it. Of two course hours. he is because he's just taking away viewers. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's the main thing. He's just taking away viewers. But yeah, but from who's he taking away viewers from? It's AEW. still he's not. If he if if he considered NXT truly developmental and didn't give a shit about them. As long as he's getting his two plus three million views a week on SmackDown and Raw, it doesn't matter what AEW gets on a Wednesday night because they're not going up against anything on a Wednesday night. You know what I'm saying? They're not. If he had kept NXT on the network, mm-hmm. didn't change anything. It was AEW by itself on a Wednesday night. What the hell? What the fuck does Vince care what AEW is getting on a Wednesday night? They're not taking away from his viewers on Monday and Friday. He doesn't like the competition. He wants to squash them. Look what he fucking did with the UK stuff over there. And he squashed pretty much every fucking division out there. You know what I'm saying? The UK, like, um, scene was destroyed by him when he... Yeah, but we're, up we're talking about TV ratings now. We're talking about something completely different. What I'm saying, like, he doesn't want the competition. So he's going to try to squash it out as much as he can. But if it means sacrificing Raw SmackDown, he's not going to do that. He'll put the talent where he needs to go so he could get... More money over there, or more money over here, and then hopefully, yeah. But he has all mix shit up. He'll but he has the problem. Bigger talent from SmackDown. And he has the problem with NXT. that. He has the problem with that. If he starts taking talent off of NXT, AEW's getting a bigger ratings, right? Because they're losing talent, right? Well, they'll, he'll shift. He'll put Raw people on NXT. Put some SmackDown people on NXT. Put some NXT people up in Raw and SmackDown. So basically, he's just training talent. A draft. Another fucking draft. Right. So basically, NFT be a third brand. In, a, in, the, in the aesthetics of it, but it won't be. It, it'll be all mixed up together. You know what I'm saying? It'll just be one fucking brand. Where they're just shifting fucking... God, I, I, I wish AEW I, I had gone on one day or Friday night so we could just end this, end, this, end this debate. Jesus. What? I wish AEW had gone on a Monday night so we could just end this fucking debate. What debate? About if AEW is better than WWE. Because you know AEW would not be Monday Night Raw. No, because they'd be going against a monster. Right. And then they're just... Uh, I mean, they got a lot of money, sure. But and he, it, it's and a, I'll, I'll say this. If Vince had decided last year to make the NXT a legit third brand and started putting NXT live on Wednesday nights last year, mm-hmm. we, would, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. Because NXT would, would, have been, would be established as a, as a brand, as a true brand right now. Yeah. They would they would have lost that developmental tag a long time ago. Yeah, but remember also, why do you think NXT is even being treated like a brand? Because that they're live on TV for two hours, they they need ratings. No, you they, can't. That's what you can't put de- you can't that. put developmental on TV. What took NXT out of developmental? What was the whole idea of taking NXT out of developmental? Why go, up against, go up against AEW. Exactly. Right. It's the only reason why. You know what but, I'm saying? Right. So, so if AEW didn't exist, NXT would never be so maybe, any form of main roster. But you know what? This is one of those things where... Iron sharpens iron. Right? You know what I'm saying? Competition showed his head and Vince was like... Alright, here's and, more competition. And honestly, Vince, I'm going to say this, Vince learned from the Monday Night Wars, it's it's a sprint, not a marathon. Did he, he learn? Like, he Look how long WCW beat the, the Raw in the ratings. Mm-hmm. For like, what, 52 straight weeks or something? 
eventually WWE Raw took the ratings back and they put WCW out of business. Mm-hmm. Vince knows that he's not going to beat AEW over. AEW is the new kid on the block. They had a shiny new toy. He knows he's not going to beat them right away. He knows. He's got he's got to build it up. Is he building it up? <laughs> like, like, in order for him to build it up, he has to change it. You know what I'm saying? In order for it to be considered main roster, it has to become main roster. And that's going to change it. It's going to be raw Wednesday nights, basically. But he's not, Vince is not going to risk turning NXT into another Raw SmackDown in terms of the way his show is run. Because then he's just going to lose people. People are like, why am I going to watch Raw? Why am I going to watch NXT if I've the same thing as Raw SmackDown? He's got to let Triple H do what he's doing now. Make NXT its own its own thing. Like, you all know, still trade talent back and forth. If that's what, if that ends up, does end up happening. But look at the look what look what they did with the revival. They brought the revival in for one night and they looked like they were one of the best tag teams in the world. Put the revival back there, let NXT just let Hunter Hurstownsley run NXT the way he's running it. I like how you just got respect for him. Fine, let's Triple say H his whole government name. Let's <laughs> his whole kayfabe government name. Let Triple you didn't H. You call him Paul Levesque. You were like Hunter Hurst Helmsley. <laughs> let Triple H keep doing what he's doing at NXT. You know, if you want to, if you want to take Kate Keith Lee off and put him on SmackDown and Raw, okay. But you know what? Bring something back. You know what I want? Bring the revival back. You know what I want? What? This is pure fantasy. Okay, pure fantasy. I I, I, I don't I don't want to talk about that on this show. <laughs> uh, I want. This is pure fantasy. I want there to be some sort of situation where all the contracts of the NXT talent is about to be up at the same time. Right? And somehow, what's his name? Gabe Sapolsky gets the, was in a, in a sly way, gets the rights to the, to, to the name NXT. Right? And then he just takes it on the road. Takes all the NXT talent and then takes the name NXT and creates his own NXT show and then let it truly be a third brand a, a, a completely separate from WWE just like Gabe Sapolsky run it basically what would happen probably anyway and just like have, have him book it he's a great booker a great show runner he, he's, he's running Evolve and ROH and what, you know at points when it was good you know so and, and just He'll have all the NXT talent. Evolve will be its development, developmental and shit like that, and just let it let that run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'll be amazing. You know what? Just let honestly, just let Trips do what he let Trips do it then. Let, let yeah, let Trips like somehow in this way like let Gabe Gabe supposed to know like hey listen, if you file this paper right now, you can own NXT. Just later on, promise me you'll sell it back to me. You know, shit like that. Just to do it behind Triple H. But, but I mean, realistically, this fantasy booking. <laughs> exactly. Realistically, though, this. I mean, look, I'm not saying this. Cause I'm an XT guy. Whatever. The best thing for 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 Vince McMahon to do is say, you know, Triple H, keep doing what you're doing. We're building. The ratings are going up every week. Just keep doing what you're doing. The only thing that he need that you need help with is the tag team division. I'm gonna give you the revival. We're gonna build your tag division back up. If NXT has a good tag division, their women division is already great. 
I'm, I, what I think is going to happen is that we're going to start seeing more mix. You're going to see somehow NXT involved in the Royal Rumble. I mean, we've oh, yeah, seen no, before, yeah, of course. No, but yeah. it's going to be story. If NXT is considered you know, a third brand, you're going to see them in the Royal Rumble. They're going to be part of the, the Money in the Bank. You know, Which is fine. They're going to be part of the main roster pay-per-views. You know and, what? And There's nothing wrong, there is nothing wrong with that because that's more exposure for NXT. It's pushing them further away from what they are, what they, excuse me, what they were. But that changes the product. It does, but not to the point where it's, going it's a to shit show like different. Raw SmackDown. It'll never be that bad. It won't. You never know. Like, it, you it won't. You never know. It just won't. There's no way. If Triple H is running it, it just won't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It just won't. In the end, it, what matters the most is that old man's name. Wants. Right, but Vince also wants ratings. Vince also wants to beat AEW in the ratings. Yeah, but Vince, Vince believes also that he knows what will get him ratings. Right, but Vince, his whole thing though. Vince saw what the ratings were in NXT the first week of NXT for AEW. All he's seeing is the ratings going up. Why would you mess with that? Well, ratings went down for NXT. Yeah, but they're still close to... Yeah, they went down, but they're still in competition with AEW. They're still damn close. Yeah. They came within 6,000 6, this week. Yeah, but they went down while AEW went up. Okay. Right, but they, they're still within striking distance. So why mess with that? Like, why make the product worse for the sake of ratings where you could, just, you could lose that in a heartbeat? Because he wants ratings, right? Right. He wants but, ratings. And if if doing the mix and shit like that again and again, I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about mixing on the pay per view. I'm not talking about that at all. We know that's gonna happen. I'm talking about the show itself, NXT, the show itself. Why it's get mixed? You're gonna start seeing more main roster people coming in. I'm not saying being traded in or whatever. You're gonna see Becky Lynch coming in to call out Shayna Baszler or whatever to push their the next pay per view or whatever the next storyline. Don't have matches like they did with the AJ style stuff like that. That's gonna happen. Like it will happen. I wouldn't be surprised if NX takeovers went monthly, you know, for a while or whatever. Before they say, hey, no more NX, no more takeovers. It's all part of WWE. Um, I kind of hope they don't do that. I want to. I like to take over the takeover themes. Yeah. No, rather than have a themed... See, I don't think they will do that because, like, WWE's got themed pay-per-views. And the NXT's theme is TakeOver. Like, you know, they, well, have, they have, like, specialty matches at them, but they're still TakeOver matches. They're still TakeOver cards. Except for Wake uh, War Games. Well, it was TakeOver War Games. Yeah. So, that's, that's their theme. It's, it's a War Games thing. Right, but, the, but each TakeOver... I mean, the other TakeOver, they're not, not themed. So but maybe they, they have they theme one a year. Like, but don't, like, if you want to have a TLC match, put the NXT guys in the TLC match. When I run, put the NXT guys in the run. When I have Hell in a Cell, put the NXT guys in Hell in a Cell. But the takeovers are takeovers. Mm. So, all right, well, let's wrap this bad boy up. Yep. This was supposed to be an hour show because we had plans, but <laughs> two and a half hours later. Yeah. <laughs> so, we will see you guys next week. Two, three.